السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ پیس اینڈ بلسنگس آف مرسی آف اللہ ٹو آل آف یو لیڈیز اینڈ جینٹمین ویلکم اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم آئی سیک ریفیوج ود اللہ فرام دا شیطان دا اسٹون بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ود دا نیم آف اللہ موسٹ ریشیس موسٹ مرسیفل The topic is what Al-Qur'an says about husband and wife relationship. All of the mankind as human beings know something about themselves as men and women also know something about themselves as women because of our creation. We are born under the certain rules and regulations which we are like that men and women separately differently at the same time we are being programmed by various muslims non-muslims men and women schools of thoughts about how a woman should behave and how a man should behave in the society as well as interaction as husband wives there are books and there are literatures in the world that these are the duties and the rights of the women and these are the duties and the rights of the men how to know what exactly who are we so we know by something of by our creation and something we know by programming today you are going to hear what allah has said uh, as uh, spoken about as about men and women in general and in relationship so this lecture will of course be mostly important for those men and women who are married already or who are intending to get married they can benefit out of it if they believe and practice the topic was what the quran says about husband and wife it should be wives from the beginning it creates a difference what we are programming to as men and women as husband and wife the whole world believes that man should take up as a single wife i wrote the topic what the quran says about husband and wife relationship singular wife and husband singular but if you will when we read the quran the quran speaks about one husband and plural wives as well so generally in the concept of the world people know as men and women as singular wife they do not believe in plural wives as a general so from the beginning it creates a difference from by nature we know but what we have been programmed we all know that it should be one husband and one wife you know this So you'll be hearing certain differences and certain what Quran has exactly said about relationship. One relationship between husband and wife or one husband relation with many wives would be the same. There wouldn't be difference. So that is why I've read, I've written down what the Quran says about husband and wife relationship. Whether two or three or one, the relationship will be the same. Whatever the behavior husband will have towards the wife and whatever the behavior the wife will have towards the husband 
will almost the same. <clears throat> Before I discuss uh, the direct ayahs, I would like to give you uh, two, three words of Arabic. Like, for example, the word used for husband is Baal. Baal, which means husband. And for the wife, the word generally used is Imrat, Imrah, or the Nisa, woman. Women or Nisa. In the Quran, if you note the ayahs that are referred to as wife, the word is used as Imrat or Nisa. But they are used as non-married woman as well as married woman. So, but the word is used uh, Zoj also as pairs. So, I remember this. Three words are used for women. Nisa is woman. Imrat is referred as wife as well as woman. And the third is the Zoj. The Zawj means pairs, 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 and also as wife or also as husband, vice versa. Zawj is used for both sexes, for men and for women. My wife is a Zawj to me and I am a Zawj to her. In Arabic would be the same. So it is like this. So these are the three words used for women, but for men generally is used as Baal or Rijal as man. Man is just a man, not a husband. It is also a husband, but it is referred as Rijal as man. So the ayahs that I will read, the word will occur as Rijal, as man, or Nisa, as woman, or sometime Baal, if it is required for. Why I am saying this? Because the ayahs does not definitely say husband and wife in the Quran the eyes that I will read to you today. But you can understand it is referring to a husband-wife relationship by the context and the text that when I will read, you will understand that inshallah. Surah Room 30 and Ayah 21. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ and from his ayahs, signs is that he created you for, for you pairs, wives, for your souls, so that you take satisfaction towards them. And he has put love and mercy between you. Surely in that, that are ayahs, signs for people who consider. Now, if you look in, into this ayah, the word, another word I will, I've forgot to tell you is a nafs. In Arabic, nafs means the psyche or the soul or the self, nafsiyat, psychology. So in this ayat, if you note the pairs, look again, وَمِنْ آيَاتِي أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ azwaja. That among his ayahs is that he created you for you pairs, Zoj, I told you Zoj means pairs, from your souls, from your psyche, from your psychology. 
So before I go further, you must understand the ayat is not referring to man because the man is translated as rijal. I told you in the beginning, rijal means man, baal means husband, and wife means nisa or imrat. Nisa means the woman, imrat means the wife. But in Arabic here is azwaj, can be used for man, husband and wife, but the word is nafs, anfusukum azwaj, that in our psyche, in our psychology, there are masculine and feminine in our psychology. So Allah has made, made pairs within our psychology. Men, not men and women, masculine and feminine means masculine character traits, feminine character traits that are, that is the behavior by virtue you can understand this is a masculine character trait. This is a feminine character traits. It is to be found in both sexes, men and women both. It is within our psychology. Where did we get it? I refer, I, they said in the booklet, I just refer to a verse. You can note down the reference. And that reference is Surah Hujrat 49, 13 ayat. You do, write down the reference on this page. Surah Hujrat, that is 49, 13 ayat. Ya yuan nas, O mankind, inna khalaqnakum min dhakarin wa unsa. وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلًا لِتَعَارَفُوا إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهِ عَلِيمٌ خَبِيرٌ O mankind, surely we have created you from zakar. Zakar means muzakkar, that means masculine. Unsa means muannas, means feminine. Allah has created all of us men and women both with masculine and feminine in our psychology. Allah has created us, men, men means Rajal, women means Nisa, both of us, all of us in the, in the psychology as masculine, Muzakkar and Muannas. In Arabic, Zakara wa Unsa. So that is the reference that you can get from this ayah which I have given you that in the Quran, Allah has created mankind from masculine and feminine. So we, men and women, both have masculine and feminine character traits. Sometimes the masculine trait within a woman, within a woman I start from, if the masculine trait with a woman is more, you can see the masculinity in her, you can see some fish, hairs on her face, or sometimes he's, she's aggressive. That's a masculine trait that I'm talking about. She'll be different. Sometimes males are behaving like a feminine. So what I'm referring to, you must understand what I'm describing. So masculine trait and a feminine trait is within both sexes. That's based on the book. So Allah has said, وَمِنْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكَمْ And from his ayahs is that he created for you min anfusikum from your souls, nafs, psychology, azwaj means pairs, litaskunu ilayha, so that you take satisfaction towards them. Wajala baynakum mawaddatam wa rahma, and he has put love and mercy between you, between, between within you, between within you what? Between your masculine and feminine, he has made love and affection in individual.
in one individual I'm talking about, within myself there is a masculine, within myself is a feminine, and I'm as a man. I'm a man. So I must know what is the masculine trait described in the Quran, the male behavior, the rijal, and I must know the feminine trait within the Quran, the female behavior, the woman behavior. I must know both. That is how I will govern myself and that is how I will, I will govern the female. The female should also know what is the masculine trait or what is the male described in the Quran and what is the man described in the Quran and what is the feminine described or a woman described in the Quran. So she can have love and satisfaction until unless she knows the both. And that is Allah says that he has put love and affection between you within one person. So generally in psyche they say the intelligence is the masculine and emotion is the feminine of both male and female, of both sexes, the, the man and woman, both. It's not referring to, to women only, that women are only emotion. No, no, no. The woman have got intelligence, the woman have got feelings. The man has got intelligence and the man has got feelings. But they are, Allah has put love and affection between them. They are combinedly, interactively, they are interactively and they are combined together and you are a human being. Um, a Rijal a man or a Nisa a woman. So you must know this. So this is how, first of all, you must know the pair is not, the, the, the people are referring to this verse as the pairs are made in garden, Jannat. I have selected a woman, I got married to her and they said this pair was in the, in the, <laughs> in the garden, Jannat. It's not like that. It is within you. If you know the, the, the masculine person, if you know the right woman, uh, the, the right feminine character traits, and the similar whom you married, she must also know both. But they can never be same because of the, uh, because the, the birth you are with carrying the how much masculine trait you have got, how, man, how much feminine trait she has got. So it is unevenly balanced in both people. So they give you medicine, testosterone or estrogen to decrease or increase the masculinity or femininity of the both sexes. <clears throat> so now, this is the first the cycle. First, I will discuss uh, the, uh, the ayahs that are related to, uh, since it's a topic is husband-wife relationship, and we all know there is a, uh, there's a topic in the Quran, parent and children relationship. That is a psychological relationship. But in husband-wife relationship, there is a sexual, sexual aspect also. We all know this. So I will discuss few ayahs that are very important, surfacely, about the sexual relationship as husband-wife. And we are all adults sitting here, married and non-married. For married, it's an education. And for unmarried, they can take lessons to, to know what the actual situation. But before I discuss that, I would like to tell you the ayahs that we are reading. And it is for the believers who believe in the ayahs. They can take guidance. Otherwise, if you won't believe, you can read, it, read the ayahs, you can have the knowledge of the ayahs, and if you don't believe in practice, you can live your life, lead your life as you are leading. So what happens, the Quran says, before we go further, you have to know this, Surah Mumtahinna 60 and Ayah 12. 
يا ايها النبي اذا جاءك المؤمنات يبايعنك على الا يشركنا بالله شيئا ولا يسرقنا ولا يزنين ولا يقتلنا اولادهن ولا ياتينا ببهتان يفترينه بين ايديهن وارجلهن ولا يعصينك في معروف فبايعهن واستغفر لهن واستغفر لهن الله ان الله غفور رحيم او بروفيت when believing woman comes to you to have a deal with you that they will not associate anything with allah and they will not steal and they will not commit adultery and they will not kill their children and they will not come with a slander a false charge inventing which is between their hands and the legs and they will not disobey you in that which is known acknowledge then have a deal with them and for them seek forgiveness from allah surely allah is forgiving merciful so you must understand i told you it is for the believers it is for the believers these ayahs and the message so in the quran allah says say to the prophet that he should when believing woman mu'minat mu'minat means believing woman comes to the prophet so he must have a deal with them me means a contract a deal or a contract with the believing woman not ordinary woman believing woman and the contract is that they will not associate anything with allah the first meaning they will give the highest priority to allah's ayahs when he said do not associate anything with allah means highest priority to allah and what the ayah says what he says in the ayahs that's the priority you cannot associate anybody else whether whether your husband's feelings or your children feelings or emotion wherever your emotions are stuck up with allah so highest priority priority is allah's ayahs so do not associate anything with allah the first priority she must that's a contract the deal between the prophet and the believing woman they must have this contract or the deal with the believing with the prophet the second is wala yasrikna meaning they will not steal wala yasdin and they will not fornicate or adultery do adultery wala yaqtuluna auladahum and they will not kill children you must one by one you must understand first is do not men steal there is an ayah in the quran that the men and women they both steal so allah said do not steal this ayah in the quran do not if you steal your your hands will be cut off for men and women both but this is a specific deal between the women and the prophet so that means in general when allah says for both sexes he says do not steal both sexes do not go near the adultery both sexes but this is a deal specifically to the women so you must understand why allah is saying it because there are chances that these women are more inclined to these kinds of mistakes in comparatively to men that is why 
in general he said it and specifically he said it to the woman I don't put in a false allegation that I am trying to conclude this Allah has said it in general to both sexes and here he specifically says to women so we have to understand that the deal that has been done between a prophet and the, the woman is that they will not steal so there is a sickness among the women many many women who are very very rich rich women kleptomania I know I'm pronouncing correctly or not they, they go to visit any shopping centers they have got lots of huge amounts of money with them but they like to steal so this is a sickness then the husband is giving money to the wives to, 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 to maintain the house so the amount they spend and there are certain amount is left over so they take it as their own money they won't say to the husband look this amount of money is being left over this is yours I give it to you back they think this is ours he has given it to us look, it doesn't mean look you, have, you must understand what I'm trying to convey is that there are times that women are getting many money from the husbands they are getting money from the fathers they are getting money from the sons they are getting money from the brothers they are getting money from so many places so it becomes a habit of you know getting this getting this all the time getting so you'll put this is also mine it may not you understand why because men are always giving 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 as a son is giving as a husband is giving as a father is giving as a daughter as a brother is giving so it is difficult for men to steal rather than women getting so many it's easy to put it in the put it in the pocket so that is why Allah said do not steal specifically to women then specifically to fornication adultery zina and do not kill the children first of all there are two types of killing remember this one is a psychological killing and one is a physical killing in the ayahs when you read a killing of the son or a killing of somebody it's a psychological and physical both in this context when you read do not kill your children how the woman can kill the children first I discuss the psychological killing the child when born from the woman of course they are more attached to the child themselves they are attached to the children whether son or the daughter as compared to the father and all the time blaming you don't give time to the children because in their way of love and affection they can provide is so natural the husband cannot no husband can compete with the wife or the mother the father cannot compete with the mother's love and affection to the child so they always complain that you are not giving time to the children because the women are giving so much time so much day and night love and affection to the child they cannot that's the natural so your objection about the husband you don't give time of course I, we cannot we don't have that feelings of love and that much as the so so they are more attached to the child so anything that goes wrong in their anything that happens in their minds whether they are hurt whether they are happy whether they are angry they don't notice that the child is with, him, with, her, with her so they convey those emotions in the child in the childhood when the child is young so the mother unconsciously remember this I'm using the word unconsciously are uh, hurting the child from a very childhood 
and the child is hurt, so he's emotionally he's killed. Because the correct thing he can, if the, if the mother gave him or her the emotions, uh, certain wrong principles, because of the attachment to the mother, he cannot go against. So we say in the world, the women are asking for liberation from men. My understanding from the Quran is that we want liberation from you. From the very childhood, we are stuck up by our mother. They control us unconsciously. We are, cannot go against the mother. So the mother as a woman controls us. Then finally we get married. Then the wife controls us. Then the daughter comes. The son we had a fight. The father we had a fight. Brother we had a fight. But the wife, difficult. Daughter, more difficult. So we want liberation from you. It is not that you are controlling us. It is we are controlling you. You are controlling us. What is it? Why, why the husband comes between the mother and the, uh, mother and the uh, wife? Because the mother controls the child. She, she wants to control her son. And then the wife says, no, I want to control you. So we are always in a problem. So we want liberty. So that is how they kill the children psychologically, unconsciously. Remember, I'm using the word, they're not doing deliberately, unconsciously. All the feelings and the hurts are passed through the child. Husband said something, they got start crying, and the child was there. And child heard those cries. Small boy. He didn't like the idea that my mother is hurt. He can't go against the father, but he's hurt. So when he grows, he will stand against the father. Who are you, man? This is my mother. So again, we are in a problem. So what I'm trying to say, this is the psychological killing. At the same time, the physical killing is, is uh, I've heard, I'm not sure about it, that uh, they said this child is now, is very adorable and this and that. Allah has given this boy a word. So if he's God willing, they throw it on a big, from the mountain, the child into the water. If he's, a, if he's Allah wala or God one, he will be not killed. If he's wrong, he will die. There are many ways of killing children, believe me, physical. They uh, send it to the, uh, the orphanage, this boy. Because the Maulana said, if the child, the boy will give, you first give the first boy to us. So if some women are not having children, some women who are not husband and wife not having children, they go and consult some people and they say, if you have got a child, you have to give the child to us. So there are various in the rural areas, there are types of killing are going on, physical killing I'm talking about. Then there is another problem with the woman is, And they will not come with a slander, false charge, inventing for that which is between their hands and legs. That means women also put a false charge on men. And these men don't know this. Believe me, you have to understand from the Quran that this, this man may be innocent and this woman said, this man is after me. So we will, not, we will not listen to anything. We start fighting with this man. Why are you doing all this? So this, there, are, there are times that women put a false charge on men. And women, in the Quran, there's a big example with, in Surah Yusuf. Aziz's wife put a child on Yusuf and she was a married woman. 
So that is why Allah says that this is also a habit of women that when I was a young, when I was beautiful, every guy was after me. Maybe some, but not every, every guy. So, you know, there are different ways of putting charges on men. Men may like some women, men may not like women. All the women, men don't like every woman. So this is, this is the, so some woman has the habit of putting a charge, a false charge. And they will not disobey the Prophet. In, and they will not, in that which is acknowledged or recognized, then have a deal with them and seek forgiveness from Allah. So in these verse, in this verse, we must understand this is a contract or a deal between the Prophet and the believing women who believe. Remember, Muminat, not ordinary women who believe in the Allah's ayahs, who believe in the Quran, who believe that we have to follow strictly to these rules. So this is a matter of belief. That is why and how you will follow ayahs and Allah's guidance. That is the lecture is for taking guidance from the ayahs. Otherwise, you are not taking any guidance. So this is why I read this ayah first that the Prophet, Allah is asking the Prophet to have a deal with those women who are believing women. So if they believe, they must do not do this. Because this is their weaknesses Allah has exposed. Generally they intend to do, they may fall into these traps by the devil. They might steal, they may do adultery or fornicate, they may kill their children. All what I have read, steal, this, they come into this trap. So the believing woman should have a deal, a contract with the Prophet. Now Prophet, through the ayat you can understand. In, in the past or in this present also, you must have confidence and you must take a note or have a deal with the Prophet. Allah, forgive me for my past. I, from now onwards, I will, I'm making a deal with you. And then do and take a deal with, with the Prophet and do not do it. Do it. So this, this ayat is, in the beginning I read it, just to tell you that all the ayahs in the future that I will read is specifically for the believing women. Those who believe, those who do not believe may listen, but it won't affect them. It is for the believing women and men. So now I am reading those ayahs that are related to believing men and women. First of all, I will read the what is the psychologically how the women are. What is the psychological personality Allah has described for women. In Surah Ali Imran 3 and Ayah 14. Zuyyina linnasi hubbu shahawati minan nisa' wal banin wal qanatil al-muqantari min al-dhahbi wal fiddati wal khayl al-musawwamati wal an'am wal harth thalika matahu al-hayati al-dunya wallahu indahu husnul ma'ab Adornment for people is the love of desires for women and sons and heaped up heaps of gold and silver and marked horses and cattle and cultivated land that is the enjoyment of worldly life and the beautiful resort is near Allah in this ayah the, mo- the only point that I am going to make is that the adornment for men and women both adornment for men and women both uh, is the love of desires from women and then sons and then gold and etc etc I will there are other things that every man and woman wants to have gold. Every man and woman would like to have silver. Every man and woman would like to have kettles with him. Or the marked horses. 
they like to have. This is the enjoyment in the worldly life. The point I'm the, from here I derived is that the women for men and women are adornment. Adornment. Adornment means that a man when looks upon a woman he's pleased, he's happy. And a woman looks upon a woman, she looks at her and she's also making each other happy. They are adornment, they are beautification, they are, they are uh, like gold. Look, you look at the gold and you look at the coal. Would you like to, you, are you attracted towards the coal? No, you, but you like to have gold. Gold, what, what, what is happening to you towards the gold? It's not sexual, it's just liking. You like to have horses. So what I'm saying is, similarly, women are adornment. So now physically and psychologically, Allah has made them adornment. Men and women, they, are, they like to please. They, they like to and we must appreciate the, because if I've got a gold and you see the women wear golds, right? Women wear, so they, they show this gold to who? To other people. I'm wearing this because for men is also gold. He's wearing, she's wearing a chain, she's wearing a chain or this and this of gold. So men eyes also go to the gold. Women eyes also go more appreciatingly to that gold. She's this woman is wearing. So gold is an adornment. Similarly, woman is an adornment for both sexes. Men and so she must know that Allah has made her adornment for both sexes. So you must understand by the Quran, it is the men who have to admire women. It is always when you look for a girl, you must admire or marry that girl whom you like. And all your life you admire. Because they want to be adorned. They want to make you happy. You have to keep on adorned. Uh, admiring her, pleasing her all the time. This is their life psyche. If you do it to the man, he may like it sometime, but not all the time. Giving presents, the woman likes it. So what I'm saying is, this is the basic adornment. We must understand the women are the adornments. So you must understand this is the conclusive understanding by the ayahs that the women are the adornments. So men should adorn them. That's the natural process. If, if, if it goes the reverse, there's something wrong with the women or the men. So now this is the psychological behavior of the woman that she wants to be adorned or admired. She's adornment. We must admire them. Surah Al-Nur 24 and Ayah 37. رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْعٌ أَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَإِقَامِ الصَّلَاةِ وَإِتَاءِ الزَّكَاةِ يَخَافُونَ يَوْمًا تَتَقَلَّبُ فِيهِ الْقُلُوبِ وَالْأَبْصَارِ Men are those whom neither business nor deal or contracts diverge them from the remembrance of Allah and to establish the salah prayer and to give zakah justification they fear a day when the hearts and insights will be turned about. Now, this ayah is describing the behavior of men in the eyesight of Allah. That they will do business, they will do deals, they will do enter into contracts. That is the behavior of men. That means they will do either what kind of a contract, even if I am doing a job, so there is a deal or a contract between the boss and me. So this is a deal or a contract between men and men, men to men. So men will generally, in the ayahs, will work. They will have deals as a contract or a business or deals. But the, in the eyes of God, Allah said the men will do this, this uh, business, deals or contract. But 
they will not divert from the remembrance of Allah. That is the description, behavior of believing men. In spite of the fact they are involved in business, in, in spite of the fact they are doing some uh, deals, big, big financial deals, but they will not be diverted from the remembrance of Allah. That is the character trait of a believing man according to ayahs of Allah. And I've been doing and discussing this kind of lectures from so many times. And there are certain ladies I came across generally most of time. They say we would like to learn and read and understand and Quran. But our husbands are too busy in their businesses. They cannot come and, and learn Quran. So according to Quran they are not men basically. Men described by Allah are those, they are, will do business, they will do contracts, but they will never forget the remembrance of Allah. That's the most important thing in the, in the, for them. That is what ayah says. And establish salah, the prayer, and give zakah, the justification. They fear the day when the hearts and insights will be turned about. They are fearful from Allah. So we are not disputing they don't do business, they don't do big deals, but the fact they don't divert themselves, from the remembrance of Allah. So husbands should know, the men should know, that for you it is more important. Don't get too much involved into businesses and into, into uh, deals. Allah will bestow you money. That's not a big issue. But forgetting your wives, let you go and study Quran. You go do this and you do that. Let us do what we want to do. So according to the ayahs of Quran, men are those. Look, there's a description, masculine description, male description, that they will do business, they will do deals, but they will not forget the remembrance of Allah and establish the sakah. So they are, should be more inclined to Allah, what Allah is bestowing on them in deals and businesses. They should be more involved in comparison to women, because all the messengers were males, prophets, men. It is the men's duty to take up this and guide women. It is not the other way around. <clears throat> now, women are adornment, men are doing business and deals. Now I will discuss the, the, the husband-wife relationship. I told you first the sexual aspect. Uh, <clears throat> before I discuss, Allah has given us, you know, it, it's this very unique thing. They say that some, I discuss Quran, people say there is no mention in the Quran, the timings of prayers. What time we should pray? There are no timings. Allah has described the timings of prayers also and Allah has described the timings of sexual relationship also. What time a man and woman have sexual relations? That's the time is mentioned in this ayah. Surah Nur 24, ayah 58. <laughs> وَحِينَ تَدَعُونَ ثِيَابَكُمْ مِنَ الظَّهِرَةِ وَمِنْ بَعْدِ الصَّلَاةِ الْعِشَاءِ ثَلَاثُ عَوْرَالْتٍ لَكُمْ لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَلَا عَلَيْهِمْ جُنَاهُمْ بَعْدَهُنَّ طَوَّافُونَ عَلَيْكُمْ بَعْضُكُمْ وَلَا بَعْضُ كَذَلِكَ يُبَيْنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ حَكِيمٌ O you who believe, those whom your right, right possesses and those among among you who have not reached puberty, sexual maturity, ask permission from you three times before the fajr, the dawn prayer, and in the afternoon 
and when you take off your garments and after the Isha prayers, night prayer, three times of pudendum, genitals, sexual relation for you. Apart from these timings, there is no fault on you or on them that you, they, they, you move about to one another. Likewise, Allah clarifies ayah signs for you and Allah is knowing wise. So in this ayat, Allah is telling, again for the believing men and women, that there are three timings in which you take off your clothes for what? For relationship, sexual relationship. Now look at these timings. It's before the Fajr. That means after the Isha till Fajr, before the Fajr prayer, after Isha and before the Fajr prayer the whole night. And in the afternoon is, it, the ayat doesn't say, but I'm telling in the afternoon is from between Zohar and Asar prayers. Because if you go to Arab world, after Zohar, they, the offices are closed. The men, they go, go back to their houses. And after Asar prayers, they come again, because that's the evening starts. So the afternoon is from Zohar till the Asar. The ayat doesn't say, but I'm telling you. These are the three timings Allah has provided you to have this kind of relationship. Three timings of sexual relationship. In Arabic, it means, you can check up with the dictionaries, Thalathu Auratil Lakum. Aura means, in Arabic, pudendum. It's a sexual conjugation, a, a sexual part of a woman, mentioned in the Quran. And this, they write it, it is, a, it is the three times of your undress. They feel shy of writing this. What it's Allah, Allah says, Aura, Pudendam, you, you, you write that, translated words, the correct word, so that people should understand. So Allah says, Thalathu Auratil Lakum means three times of, for this time you, you can have this allowed. In these timings, the children and the servants or the Malakat Aymanukum people are, they have to ask permission in your vicinity, wherever you are in the room. Why? Because you are maybe indulging in this act. So they are asked to, they are, they are said to ask the permission while you are in these three timings. <clears throat> Other than these three timings, Allah is expecting that you are not involved into any act. So he's saying that it is no harm. Other than three timings, that they do not ask permission, they can move about to each other. So now the people are asking, that means when Allah has prescribed these three timings, can we have relationship other than these three timings? Of course you may have this kind of relationship other than three timings, but the timing that Allah is prescribing you, that is the best timings. Because normally, whenever you, if you see, that we are, I told you we are a combination of intelligence and emotions. Whenever you get up in the morning, after the Fajr prayers, you look, your brain starts working. Your feelings are subsided intelligently. You want to do some work. The, the woman wants to do some work uh, in the house affairs. Start, her mind start working that I have to do this. and I, The men go to the offices that their mind is there. Even in the breakfast, they are thinking that the office work, I have to do this and I have to do this. And as the lunch afternoon comes, the intelligence comes down and the emotions start rising again. 
So Allah says in the afternoon prayers, in the, in the Arab world, they go to the house, finish, no, no work. And in, the, in, in where the offices are there, nobody works in the after lunch prayers. If somebody goes in the afternoon and says, look, I've come here for this, come, come tomorrow. He's not interested in the work. So in the afternoon till uh, Asar, again the in, uh, feelings are up. But after the Maghrib, or after Asar, again the mind, if you have, take a one hour nap, and then you see, other, again you are, your intelligence, intelligence start working. Still the midnight, oh, sorry, till after Maghrib, again the intelligence goes down, and now the emotions are maximumly higher. All the crimes that are committed, all the uh, wrong evils that are projected, because in the night the emotions are more dominating than the intelligence. The nightlife, the nightclubs, not the day clubs, the nightclubs, all the robberies and drinking, gambling, all th things happen in the nightlife. So they give the name nightlife. So in the Quran, Allah says, in the night you read the Quran. You know this ayat? Surah Muzammil, half of the night, so remember Surah Muzammil, one, two, three ayat. One fourth of the night, three fourth of the night, one third of the night, read the Quran. Why? Because in the night, Allah knows our emotions are worked up. They can easily be diverted by the devil, the Satan, into wrong acts. So that is why Allah is asking most of the in the night of the night, in the night, you read the Quran. Surah Muzammal, that is a cross-reference, Surah Muzammal, one, two, three ayahs. <clears throat> so these were the three timings. Now, if you move to Surah Al-Baqarah 2, Ayah 187, page number 9 and 10. لَكُمْ <laughs> وَلَا تُبَاشِرُهُنَّ وَعَنْتُمْ عَاكِفُونَ فِي الْمَسَاجِدِ تِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَقْرَبُوهَا كَذَلِكَ يُبَيْنُ اللَّهُ آيَاتِهِ لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ It is lawful for you to be indecent, to have obscene talks to your women in the night of the fast. They are a covering for you and you are a covering for them. Allah knows that you betrayed your souls, so He, turn, he turns over you and pardon you about it. So now accompany them and seek what Allah has written for you and eat and drink until from the dawn the white thread clarifies for you from the black thread. Then complete the fast towards the night and you do not accompany them when you are devoted in the mosque. They are the boundaries of Allah so you do not go near them. Likewise, Allah clarifies His ayah signs for people so they may take guard. In this whole verse, there are two, three parts or portions that are described about the fasting, what time we have to fast and what we will, I will discuss those aspects in this whole ayahs, in this verse, which are related to our married life. The first was the three timings. We have come to know the three timings. In this ayah, Allah is saying, it is lawful for you to be indecent 
or to have obscene talk or ribaldry with your women, with your wives. Now, the word in the Arabic is rafata. The translation of rafasa is obscene talk, ribaldry, or, or indecent. When, when, we do, when, do, when we can ha have the permission granted by Allah is in the Quran, it is referring to the night of the fast. So generally what happened, the Ramadan is the month, holy month of Ramadan. So in the daytime when we are fasting, we are not allowed to have any relationship with our wives. So Allah is permitting us even in the night of the fast. So the people still today do not have any kind of relationship in the whole month. Because they think it is wrong to have because it's a holy month. So Allah is giving us the permission to have even obscene talk. What When we have obscene talk or rebaldry with our wives, it is a prerequisite of a sexual relationship. It is a prerequisite of sexual relationship, meaning that kind of talk that leads to have a relationship. Now what is happening that some of the people, because most of the people in the whole, if you look at the translation of the Quran, they have not translated this word Rafasa in this ayah. They have not translated. Another place, the Rafasa has occurred in Hajj. They have translated there. When you, you are going for Hajj, do not have Rafasa. Rafasa wala fusuk, wala jidal. They, do, they translated there. But here nobody translated. So I am translating to educate you that you can have relationship with Rafasa in the night of the fast with your wives. So now Allah says the same, Allah says in further, they are a covering to you and you are a covering for them. Mean libas. What, what libas? First of all, any husband should not speak about his wife in, his, in, her, in, in, in her absence or the wife should not speak about the husband in his absence except for counseling to somebody else. They are a covering of each other. And especially the obscene talk. Especially the, because Allah is telling, the, the ayah says, it is lawful for you to be indecent, to have obscene talks to your women in the night of the fast. They are a covering for you, of you, and you are a covering of them. Meaning if you are start saying, I am telling my lecture, I am speaking about Quranic ayahs. If suppose my wife says something about the indecent talk that I have it, during a particular time, that may look odd. What kind of ma mama shake is this? Because that is a separate situation, and there Allah is permitting you to do have that kind of relationship. So there is a time and place for everything. So you cannot uh, 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 become so religious that you don't even speak anything wrong. Is my wife what my wife will think about me? Allah is giving you permission. So that is what Allah says in the ayat. Further, and Allah knows that you betrayed yourselves and He returns on you and pardoned you about it. Meaning you did not speak any obscene talk with your wife. It is a requirement. It is most important thing for men to have this kind of talks at a particular time. The times that I have already discussed. And if you're not having, you're doing with some other girl. Outside marriage. That dirty talk. Do it with your wife when required for. So Allah says, He pardoned you. He, you betrayed your souls. Meaning you didn't do it with your wives. You do it somewhere else. 
He is asking you, he pardoned you. He turned over you and pardoned you about it. So now, accomplish them and, and, and seek for what Allah has written for you. So that means Allah has written down that the husband can have this kind of ribaldry or indecent talk in that, those three timings before the sexual relationship. So they are, you go into that phase or mood yourself and the wife to have a good relationship, healthy sexual relationship. That is an education of how to have this, in, in these small little phrases Allah is telling us, He's not writing books of sex. Little, little books, little points. You just get educated, that's what we have to do. So now, and further, I'm not describing that, and you do not accompany them when you are devoted in the mosque. Meaning once men are sitting in the etakaf in the mosque in the month of Ramadan, in the month of the last ten nights, then men are, go visit in the mosque and they sit in the etakaf. Mean you are devout in the mosque. So once you are in the mosque in the, in the last month of Ramadan, in the month of Ramadan, last ten nights, you're looking for the Laylatul Qadr. It's a separate topic and an issue. I'm just giving you the reference. When you are sitting in that, the men are sitting in the takaf, so women should, that, at that time you are not allowed in this in talk or even sexual relationship. When men is sitting in a mosque, in a takaf, and he's devout in a mosque, he's, he's in contact with Allah's, Allah's uh, company, he's trying to understand Allah's message. So in the mosque you are not allowed, it's forbidden. You follow what I'm saying? Otherwise, Allah has permitted you in the night of the fast of month of Ramadan, especially while aspects in the month of Ramadan, because people are, are betraying their souls, especially in the month of Ramadan, thinking that this is a holy month and it is the whole month we should not have any kind of indecent talks or, or even sexual relationship because it's a holy month. So Allah has permitted you. So from these ayahs, we have come to know three times of the sex, what are the timings? And, and before this sexual act, we must know how to do ribaldry and obscene talks. I don't have to educate you. You know it. Al-Baqarah 2, I have 2, 2, 2. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ لِلْمَحِيدِ قُلْ هُوَ أَذَا فَاعْتَزِلُ النِّسَاءَ فِي الْمَحِيدِ وَلَا تَقْرُبُوهُنَّا حَتَّى يَتْهُنَّا فَإِذَا تَطَهَنَّا فَأَتُوهُنَّا مِنْ حَيْثُ أَمَرَكُمُ اللَّهِ and they question you about the menstruations. Say it is a hurt, anxiety. So detach the woman in the menstruation and you do not go near them until they are purified. So when they are purified, then come to them from where Allah has ordered you. Surely Allah loves those who returns and He loves those who, who, who purify. Now we men in all times do not know are uneducated of this process of menstruation with the women. So we are asking who? The messenger. So Allah said they ask you the messenger about menstruation. Because this woman has having this is a, this is a medical Research, this is a medical research why the menstruations are there. I, I'm not a learned man of doctrine or science. I just know that women have menstruations this much, and Allah is asking, the people are asking with them to the messenger about the menstruation. So Allah said, Do, uh, It is a hurt. And other word in Arabic, Ara Ada, is Ada. 
uh, actually it is adhan but when you pause it it becomes adha so now Allah say qul huwa adha say it is a hurt anxiety and other meanings to this word is they get irritated they are hurt they are depressed they have tension they are in grief they feel lethargy they are difficult in concentration food cravings so many things I have mentioned in, in when they are in menstruation medically also you can find out a woman if you say you feel like no no I am not like this you said like this no 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 I am not so I have said so, so many things so woman has to come until some of these you see you tell the woman some women they argue for nothing for argument you ask them do you feel irritated during menstruation no no I don't feel I am very you say do you feel hurt no I don't feel hurt or you feel depressed no you feel don't so when Allah says Ada means Ada so one of these descriptive meanings she may fall into so when Allah is provided this kind of behavior with the woman she must understand she must not fight against it now these men and these women and including myself we do not know this so Allah has said what you have to do detach from them from the women in the menstruation so you must understand first physically and psychologically both meaning you have to detach from the women you understand this meaning detach attach detach and further it says and do not go near to them until they are purified first is detaching then not going near that means you were attached psychologically or physically how can you be attached to the woman that Allah said be detached because we are sharing one bed normally husband and wife do they share one bed or not yes or no generally yes exception to the rule so now detach during menses detach meaning they should not share the bed physically detachment psychology detachment is because they are irritated because they are feeling hurt because they are in tension they may say certain things which may annoy you you are not taking care of me you are not doing this to me I have been this and there are many I am not going to details all women know but listen to me very carefully you men do not get involved in any kind of discourse detached with them means do not have any don't comfort them they don't want comfort they are in that position that just detach detach means after the write down whatever the complaints you have you write it down once you the phase of this period passes by we'll have a healthy discussion at that time because they are irritated you know a man is irritated sometime a man you are trying to convey and he's irritated so Allah is telling you that women are in that state of mind that you men should detach them and women normally unconsciously get involved into a dialogue or a discussion or debate and the husbands are not aware because Allah said detached they don't understand they get into, get into a dialogue and debate what is the result? quarrel a big quarrel real big quarrel enmity starts you say certain words it goes into the hearts of the woman she keeps in her heart and you the man because the man did not realize that she was not feeling well he said it so what happens is a big quarrel 
so after the passes by the period passes by the man has kept in his heart and the woman has kept in his heart so that hurt is carried is carried forward in the normal days then she will not give you one inch of room to have a dialogue and neither you will give one inch room to have a dialogue because you are so much hurt you have hurted your wife to an extreme case and you, she has hurted you to an extreme case you did not follow the commandment of allah detach means psychological physical total detachment it's not a disgrace do not ever women should think it is a disgrace it is betterment for you that man should not involve in any kind of discourse any intercourse no sexual no mental ask her to write it down whatever the ill and hurts and feelings you you've got it with me in these days you write it down and when the time comes by when the time will pass over then we'll sit down and have a dialogue but no no not now so that is why in the quran allah said do not go near even movement do not pray in the in the in the in this timings because allah says further go uh, go near until they are purified when they are purified then come to them and allah does allah has ordered you means do not do not go near them until they are purified purified means once they are in the state of menstruation it's a hurt and they are not purified means psychologically and physically they are they don't feel purified physically also psychology also it is in the ayat so we must know so in those time quran is also allah said do not read the quran or uh, that's a separate discussion and i mean salah because salah is a communication with allah you are not purified how can you allah said la yamassu illa almutahharun it is for men and women both men also are not purified they can't touch the essence of allah's ayas so women in these periods are not purified they can't touch the essence of allah's ayas so you must understand men believing men it's an education whenever your wives are in that phase it is you who have to detach they have to they have to get educate from them because they are in that state of mind whatever the uh, reason they may have you can write it down after 7 days i will talk to you and if you practice in life then the healthy relationship begins if you will not if you read it and you keep on having those dialogues and you keep on having uh, sleeping in the same time believe me it will depart it will more more it will be to the extent of divorce believe me because that's the what's going on in the western world or in the in the non-muslim society they don't practice this ayat they try to produce by they try to prove by the medical science okay it is all right nothing happens astaghfirullah and believe me by their their theories the fact is it is that she she feels this position it should she should be separated in those times and then allah said then come to them from well where allah has ordered you this ayat is very clear every man knows how and when how to go near women when where allah has ordered you so now further in page 5 and 6 <clears throat> al baqara 2 ayah 223 nisaukum harsul lakum fatu harsakum an nashitum wa qaddimu li anfusikum wattaqullah wa'lamu annakum mulaquh wa bashril mu'minin your women are a cultivated land for you 
so come to your cultivated land how you will and advance for your psyche and take guard of Allah and know that you are going to meet him and give the good news to the believers <clears throat> now Allah is describing again the women's personality first they were adornments they were adornments now Allah said they are like cultivated land like for men they are cultivated land you must understand so Allah says you so come to your cultivated, cultivated land how you will how you will is meaning any manner to have a production of child even test to baby because what you do in cultivate what is the cultivation cultivation means to produce in a, in a land which produces produces something right so the men should know how the farmer take care of the cultivated land similarly the woman should know that she is like born like this she is made like this Bondi, she is made like this she is an adornment and she is a cultivated land so the men should take care of the woman in a manner that she is a cultivated land so and Allah say how you will you come you, you uh, go to the cultivated near the cultivated land as you like so the how mean in the word in, in uh, how means in any manner I am telling you in any manner keeping in mind that they should have a children you can concern doctors you can concern anybody for to have children that is the purpose of main purpose of women if you are not having relationship with your wives for cultivation you are creating problem for you because she is made for cultivation and if you are not having children because I got married and in America and Western world they say we lived three four years together we will not have children we'll just try to see how we understand each other you know this is the the, the, the stupidest idea of living together having any kind of relationship the woman will not like you an inch if she doesn't have a child from you you can have you remember this the Quran says you have not touched any woman Maryam says I, how can I have a child when no man has touched me man can only touch a woman if she bears a child from that man no man woman is, is being touched by a man even if you have a sexual relationship but if she doesn't have a child from you she, you have not touched her remember this you have not touched any woman physically sexually whatever you have done to her but if she has not produced a child from you she has no regard nothing nothing has happened to her because Allah says if she takes a divorce she can marry immediately she can get married immediately she doesn't have to go through that iddat or the counting of the periods but a man who's got children from any woman four months and ten days for a widow and three months and other periods are required maybe three months six months that is a different issue divorce I'll be delivering a lecture on divorce that how it takes place it takes some time for women to forget the man whom she bore a child that means she's being touched if you have not have any children from any woman I not so remember so now Allah says she's a cultivated land so however you will meaning you can plan with your wife for having children but your aim should be to have children 
and advance good deeds for your souls. Advance good for your souls. What? What we do is when we we have to do. I mean, we have to appreciate, give some gift, in a nice manners, so that it becomes a memory of good in the past. You know, we are leading a life where we are having relationship with our husband and wives. We use certain words. If you are using good words, they remain good in the memory of the women and men. Or if you use bad words or wrong words, and wrong, it, it gives it leaves a bad memory. So Allah says, advance. Advance means go send ahead. Good words for your souls, and take guard of Allah and and know that you are going to meet Him and give the good news to the believers. So the believers is the good news. So when you have to share this kind of sexual relationship, you must know you can do any manner, you can have any kind of relation with your wives, but advance good deeds, good works to each other, both, both of them, but it is referring to male here. Similarly, the timings are mentioned. Similarly, the ribaldi is mentioned. So what I'm saying, but you should know that if you should plan the difference of for one child to another child, three years, four years, two years, whatever, but she should be used for cultivation, not for any other purpose only. Now, how, how much the difference is? I, 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 you go to another staple page. I will explain to you that in Surah Al-Aqaf 46, Ayah 15. That's not the complete ayat. I'm reading below another ayat. That these are portions of the ayat that is related to our topic. Al-Baqarah 2, 233. And the mothers will suckle, nourish their children, completing two periodic surroundings. We gave the testament to the man to give good, uh, to be good with his parents. His mother carried, carried him dislikingly and placed him dislikingly. And his carrying and his weaning separation is 30 months. Now, I am reading these two verses to explain to you what is the family planning or how the husband should have a relationship with his wife in keeping view of the cultivation, cultivation how? The Allah says that we gave the testament to, be, to, to the man to be good with his parents. Now his mother carried the child in disliking, in, in dislikeness. And give birth in disliking, meaning in disliking means by compulsion. And his carrying, meaning pregnancy period, and his weaning or separation meaning breastfeeding two periods is 30 months look the Arabic word is wahamluhu last verse whole line wahamluhu wafisaluhu thalathuna shahra it means wahamluhu wafisaluhu thalathuna shahra means his weaning and his carrying and his weaning separation is 30 months one is the pregnancy period and one is the breastfeeding period, two periods. The, further I say the mother will suckle the nourish their children completing the two periodic surroundings. 
one is the surrounding in the mother's womb and one is the outer surrounding these are the two surroundings and these two surroundings should be covered by women the and the period is mentioned is 30 months meaning 2 years and 6 months 2 years and 6 months in arabic is auladahunna haulaini haul is one surrounding haul in arabic means one surrounding haulaini means two surroundings kamilaini means two completing two surrounding two so one surrounding is the pregnancy the child is being nourished in the mother's womb and the rest is outer surrounding from the mother's breast so there are two surroundings they allah says they, the completing of these two is 30 months so how we will how will we uh, analyze how how much time the woman is to breastfeed right to feed i will ask you total is 30 months both periods is total is 30 months 2 years and 6 months if i say if the child is born in 6 months how much in 6 months a child is born how much months are required to breastfeed her for the breastfeed the child 24 months or 2 years if the child is born in 6 months so 2 years she has to the outer surrounding would be 2 years the inner surrounding is 6 months so 2 years will be the outer surroundings inner surroundings would be 6 months 7 months 23 year 23 months 8 months 22 months 21 it's not 2 years it depends it sorry it one year nine it depends upon you the woman knows my baby from the day she was pregnant and the day she was the child was born the mother knows the amount of months seven months baby eight months baby nine months baby and the other rest of the feeding would be according to complete the 30 months would be accordingly yeah, I, i hope you understand what i'm saying now normally women do not have menstruation during normally i'm not saying 100% normal some women there are many women who do not have any menstruation period menstruations during the breastfeeding so suppose this whole period would be 30 months she is not she is breastfeeding the child and the child was born now automatically this in this period she cannot have a baby by naturally if she is not having menstruation but there are certain ladies do have menstruation so we are talking about those women who do not have menstruation during this feeding period so that will become how many months 30 months mean 2 years and 6 months so that is natural family planning if you go beyond 6 months or 1 month rest period of the wife because she has given two months you won't even have immediately a child after two and a half years that comes to two and a half years you must give some rest as the farmer give rest to the to the land that means a child difference an approximate difference i'm giving by the ayas would be more than 3 years one child another child should be a difference of 3 years so in a healthy woman 
can have maximum how many how many in 20 years she may have three four child four children four children four 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 people four four huh four beds four kids in a in a difference of three three years three years so you can imagine it's not an easy matter that in every year you are having children so family planning is indirectly educated by the ayats that we can have family planning according to these understandings of these eyes. <clears throat> In the separate page again, Surah Al-Asr 17 and Ayah 30, 31, And do not kill your children for the fear of poverty. We provide sustenance to them and to you. Surely their killing is a big mistake. Now here Allah is telling us that women should not kill the children or not sorry women, it is generally men and women both, they should not kill the children for the fear of poverty. They fear, there are two, three reasons that men do not have, I tell you if they have three to four years difference, so it is already a, in a span of 18 years or 20 years they can have three, four, 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 four children. So that means Allah is telling us but if you are afraid of have ch having children because of poverty, if you have children and <laughs> because of we are poor people and who's going to serve, we can't give them education, we can't do this, so this is wrong. So Allah said, do not kill your children for the fear of poverty. We provide sustenance to them and to you. Surely their killing is a big mistake. So we should not have this kind of idea of not having kids. Only they say one or two, that's all. No, no, no. They are cultivated, cultivating the land. We must have cultivation, but in a, in a periods of times, if they are healthy women, if they are having some problems medically, of course, that's an exception. <clears throat> so this, these eyes that I discussed were related to sexual relationship. Now I'm coming back to, to the psychological relationship with husband and wife on page 11 and 12. Surah An-Nisa 4, and ayah 34. Al-Rijalu qawwamun ala nisa' bima faddalallahu ba'dahum ala ba'd wa bima anfaqu min amwalihim fassalihatu qanitatun hafidatun lilghayb bima hafidallah wallati takhafuna nushuzahunna fa'izuhunna wahjuruhunna fil madhaji'i wadribuhunna fa'ina ata'anakum falatabtagu alayhinna sabila فَإِنْ أَطَعْنَكُمْ فَلَا تَبْغُوا عَلَيْهِنَّ سَبِيلًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلِيًّا كَبِيرًا The men are those who take a stand over the woman with what Allah has given the bounty to, one, to any one of them over the other and with what they spend from their wealth. So women are those who amend, that is they correct, who are devout and they preserve for the absent with what Allah has preserved. And those women whom you fear of their jarring, emotional shock, then sermon them and abandon them in the beds and strike them. Strike them. So, if they dis if, so if they obey you, then do not seek over them away. Surely Allah is high, great. <clears throat> now in this ayah, Allah is describing the behavior and what is the standpoint of men and women both? First he describes 
then men are those who take a stand over women. Take a, taking a stand means what? From all kinds of misbehavior from other people, you take a stand for the woman. You, know, you, you take a stand on them, over them. The, because, because of the, I, I read to you, because of this emotional uh, hurtness that is related to their menstruation, they are sometimes mostly emotionally worked up. You have to take a stand. They may have feelings for certain things to, to an extent that you have to take a stand. In, men, in all aspects you have to take a stand. Men have to take a stand. By guarding also, you have to take a stand. So men should take a stand on women, is, is, is taking a stand, taking actions, which, which you have to take decision in life. Now what happened? Whatever Allah has given them bounty to any one of them over the other. Because men, among men, there are difference of intelligence and among men there are difference of wealth. So any man whom he, the, the girl or the woman whom he is married to, that man will take a stand according to what Allah has provided him. The wealth, whatever Allah has provided him, the intelligence. It says very clearly what Allah has given the bounty to any one of them over the other. He may take a stand according to his standard. The woman should not point that to look at that man, he is better off. You must do like that. You must not, she must not say this. Because the man can take a stand over the woman what Allah has provided him. The intelligence and the financial aspect. He can take a stand over his wife according to what has been provided by Allah to him. So he should also not look here and there, up and down. He should not look above his people who is above him and he should not look beyond what is beyond him, uh, below him. Neither the woman should, neither the him he should. Otherwise he start doing wrong things. So that is what Allah says, the men should take a stand over the woman with what Allah has given bounty to any one of them over the other and with what they spend from their wealth. Whatever the wealth Allah has provided, they have to spend the wealth over them. Wealth. So look at the men, the quality or the behavior, the character traits is coming of a man, a believing man. And in the whole world, men are spending money on women. Without realizing, I'm talking about wives, how much they have spent in millions and billions without even thinking once, okay, I've spent such amount of money. If you, from the day you got married, Till the day you die, if you take an account, you may have spent so much of money. But if money spends some money on you, she makes sure that you return it. My money is my money. Your money is also my money. That's the psychology of a woman. So you must understand that. She's, she, she's not bad. She's like this. So male is spending. He feels proud to spend. She, he feels great to... And she enjoys when she's been spent on him, on her. On her. She feels happy about it. I got a car. I got a house. My husband gave me this. My husband did this. My husband did this. And she enjoys this. She's made like this. So this is the behavior we must understand. We must go, not go the other way around. Look, I want to spend on you. Husband, you sit in the home. So it is not like that. So every male, every man that Allah has made, he will spend according to his means, according to his status, according to his intelligence. So women should know that this is the character trait of a believing man. And I as a woman, what I have to do is further. 
so the women are those who correct amend are those who are devout and are those who preserve from the absent what Allah has preserved them in his absence she preserved her personality she preserved her psychology she preserved her physical personality physical body and she preserved the belongings of the husband in his house so many things husband is outside going to the office she's got the whole house in her hands she can do anything what she likes she has to preserve in the absence of the husband you understand what I'm saying that is what Allah said they should correct and the word there is first salihat islah in Arabic salah means islah means to correct she should keep on correcting herself she should be devout and she should preserve in the absence or for the absence with what Allah has made her to preserve she knows this that I, in, in my absence of the husband she has to preserve the house she has to be in charge of the house and the keys and everything she's got in the house it is the husband's belonging whatever the husband is given to her it's hers whatever the husband has given to her is hers but whatever the husband says don't think it's yours so you have to preserve in the absence of the husband's absence this is what her character comes both character men are spending she is to spend men has to spend on the woman all his life intelligently has to take a stand and she has to be uh, amending or correcting herself she keep on correcting herself she should be devout and she should preserve and now comes those women whom you fear of their jarring emotional shock then sermon them number one abandon them in their beds and strike them if strike them so if they then if they do they obey you then do not seek over them away surely Allah is high and great now this is very important verse portion of the ayah which most of the Muslim scholars and non-Muslim scholars are putting this issue that men are allowed to beat the woman or strike the woman and that is not permissible this is a wrong translation this is not right and this is not wrong it's a big argument I will discuss afterwards but what are the when Allah says the man or the believe we are talking about believing men all believing women this is all for believing men and believing women when men fear of an emotional shock or jarring fear some women say if the woman commits adultery or fornication then she can be, he can beat me no 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 the man fears if the man fears not doubt remember that weird doubt is different if the man fears of emotional shock then sermon them Allah says sermon your wife abandon them in their beds and beat them strike them this is three behavior the husband should do to the wife the first is sermon them uh, when are you sermoning when you fear not doubt not suspicion you fear of emotional shock she will provide you and the emotional shock or the jarring she can provide you to have an extramarital affair and tell you that I had an extramarital affair with somebody else that's the biggest emotional shock for any man not that this she said some bad words to you emotional shock then you have to do is what you have if you fear Allah says look in the Arabic Wallati takhafuna takhafu means when you fear if the man fears of emotional shock from the wife then he has to what he has to do sermon her sermon what give sermons educate her about the ayahs about the essence education 
ayas and character building if she doesn't listen to you then abandon her in the bed because you don't understand this is your because you it is yours uh, because she's a adornment for you you like to go to her Allah knows her so she, she thinks that she's doing it for you all everything she abandon her from the bed this is education for men that once you abandon her don't get irritated that's the education first is is sermon abandoned her even if she doesn't listen to you then beat her and now the word is strike so they are the Quran has used the word Zaraba in many places of the eyes of the Quran which has got many shades of meanings I agree to this Zaraba means to strike but it also means some other words there are follow in the dictionary there are many uh, words to it so so what I am saying I will give you two three meaning two three ayahs references you can write down I am just giving you the references Surah Muhammad 47 Surah Ayah 4 to 8 I will just read you these references write down this then there is Surah Muhammad 47 25 ayat and there is another Surah Anfal 8 12 ayat and there is Surah Nisa 4 59 ayat and uh, no, this 3 3 so I 3 references ok now in this one ayat is فَإِذَا لَقِيْتُمُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فَضَرْبَ الرِّقَابِ the ayat says when you meet those who reject you strike the people on the necks neck رِقَابِ you understand so the striking here would how would you strike Vara means strike in the neck so you strike on the neck ok one strike one eye to the rejecters Allah says to the believer you strike on the necks then he says فَكَيْفَ إِذَا تَوَفَّتْ هُمُ الْمَلَائِكَ يَذْرِبُونَ وُجُوهَهُمْ وَأَدْبَارُهُمْ and look at how the angels when the when the man dies or near he dies the angels strikes to the rejecters on their faces and on their backs strike on their faces and on their backs what do you understand Dharaba here it is giving you the shade of striking then in the in, in Ayah Surah Anfar I read إِذْ يُوحِيَ إِذْ يُوحِي رَبُّكَ إِلَى الْمَلَائِكَةِ أَنِّي مَعَكُمْ فَثَبِّتُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا سَأُلْقِي فِي قُلُوبِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا الرُّعْبَ فَاضْرِبُوا فَوْقَ الْأَنَاقِ وَاضْرِبُوا مِنْهُمْ كُلَّ بَنَانِ the portion I am reading with this is when the inspiration your Lord gave inspiration to the Malaikas that I am with you you firmly establish those who believe and then I will uh, in those in those who do not believe I will put fear in their in their hearts those who reject and then strike Fadribu then strike on their necks above their necks and Fadribu Fadribu means strike Fawqa Anak Fawqa Anak means on their on the necks Wadribu and strike Minum Kullal Banan on the fingertips so what I am saying is that in the ayat the word Dharaba means strike now how to strike the wife to what extent and where to and how so I will explain to you the meaning of strike in the dictionary if you look in the dictionary in the meaning of the strike there are examples I am just reading those 
to make an impression on the mind senses of a woman to overwhelm emotional as with the terror and fear to affect deeply to enter the minds of the wives how and when how and when where you will strike <laughs> you are looking at me as if we don't strike our wives we don't want to strike our who's asking you to strike your wife but the condition is laid down in the quran when you fear not otherwise remember the uh, emotion shock because you see i have noticed my i'm giving you an example sometime women goes into emotionally so much worked up you just give a little slap she'll be you'll be you, she'll come up into senses that not that you take up a or uh, a hunter and start beating and hitting with boxing and no 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 just little shock little shock do you understand what i'm saying it is just to that she should come out that feeling engorgement she has gone into in in a when she's moved up so much it's not a beating badly beating or hurting or bruises are there on her face no no a slight uh, a hit which removes her in that shock statement that she's gone into emotionally she worked up sometime that because her mind is made in a manner she's got a big brain first of all you must know they are using their their emotions and intellect equally all the time emotion intellect are both used by women both mostly men you use more intelligence than feelings their feelings is down but they are using emotions intellect and feelings are mostly used by women mostly so it is very easy their emotions overtake the intelligence women so that that is why sometimes they require and the time i read when you fear when you fear that she that she will give you an emotional shock then only you are allowed so what you have to summon them rem, uh, detach them from the beds it's a process and the last portion of the ayah fain ata'nakum and if they obey you so if they obey you then do not seek over them away and here i want to make another point you must understand the women has to obey their husbands there is no such thing as equality in between men and women this is a wrong concept produced in the world there is they have to obey look allah says in the quran you have to obey allah am i equal to god no then allah says obey the messenger am i equal to messenger no then allah says obey your father parents am i equal to parents similarly the wife has to obey the husband here they say look fain ata'nakum and if they obey you fala tabgu alayhi alayhinna sabila so if they obey you then do not look away and you don't make a habit of beating or whatsoever so you must understand allah has given a degree over women uh, one degree over the woman it is not that they are you know equality you must understand they are different so to run a house they have to obey the husband that is what the allah is teaching you to obey does not mean insult or disgrace on women it's not a disgrace they are designed in a manner they want to be they want to please you you must admire them so they would obey you that is the house house run holds goes on so it's not the question that that they are equal men and women are equal they are different men are different than women their duties and we are discussing women are different they were discussing that's what we are allah is telling us so it is not that we are equal in all aspects no no we are different now in surah hujjah the ayat that i'm reading now referred to 30 page number 13 and 14 is a general ayat on for the believing men and women but why i i have put this ayat in relation to the husband and wife relationship 
because it is very important this kind of aspect is very important among the husband wife relationship you will listen to this al hujjat 49 and ayah 12 ya ayyuhalladhina amanu tanibu kathiran min az-zanni inna ba'da az-zanni ithmun ithm wala tajassusu wala yaghtab ba'dukum ba'da ayuhibbu ahadukum an ya'kula lahma akhihi mayta fakaritumuhu wattaqullah inna allah tawwabur rahim o you who believe avoid much suspicion surely some suspicion is a sin and you do not spy and do not backbite one another would any one of you would like to eat the flesh of his dead brother so so you would dislike it and take god of allah surely allah is returning merciful in generally it is referring to general believers men and women should not abide this rules but between men and women husband wife allah says i'm i'm first i'm telling you in general oh you be avoid much suspicion what is a suspicion you know suspicion is described a feeling of suspect suspecting of the truth something is truth something is truth and you suspect that truth is suspicion the word english suspicion if you suspect the truth is suspicion you know in men and women generally husband wife why i'm telling you in husband wife relationship it happens somebody tells you that your husband is i've seen his husband you know somewhere like this immediately you suspect you will not ask the husband you will turn or you will then you find somebody to spy on him you will send some girl or some boy this is suspicion so let's say avoid suspicion because in some cases there is suspicion is a sin it is a sin because you conject in your mind about the truth it is not evident it is not truthful so some in some cases suspicion in some cases suspicion suspicion and you do not spy then you appoint a agent to find out what's going on not for the only you brother it is vice versa also we also suspect in suspicion on the wives generally i'm talking about look it is both ways it is education to both sexes men also suspect the wives they are hiring the agents the women are hiring the agents to find out why my wife is going what is happening in the house some men are very suspecting and she says or he says like this no this is like this no 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 he is not understanding the truth what is conjecting in his mind he believes that you are speaking the truth this is the truth this is what happened this is where i agree go and this is the reality suspicion is suspecting the truth that is suspicion so he or she is not suspecting so then you do not spy and do not backbite each other first of all you hire us agent and to, to to find out what's going around and then you are also backbiting about your husband or wife in both cases is wrong so allah is stopping you oh you believe it is for the believing husband and wife and generally also avoid suspicion surely some suspicion is a sin and you do not spy and do not backbite one another would any one of you like to eat the flesh of his dead brother then you would dislike it and take god of allah surely allah is returning most merciful merciful and i would like to tell you here backbiting you see backbiting you see if i speak something uh, i speaks about my uh, something about my friend it's not backbiting you see back behind back i can talk who who says i'm speaking in the absence of that boy's backbiting backbiting you must understand what is backbiting means 
you putting a false charge about the one whom you are talking about. It's false. It's not truth. <laughs> you, you see, to speak malicious, bad, who is not present or a false or report or attack on the character is a backbiting. You see, you, some people say, you are talking behind that back, Mr. Sheikh. I said, I'm talking about him. It doesn't mean I'm backbiting. So you must understand, the backbiting is putting a false charge on someone. If I put a false charge on my wife, or the wife puts a false charge on me, or in general, if I put a false charge on somebody, that is backbiting. But if suppose a man is bad, and I know this man is bad. Listen to me very carefully. A man is a bad a bad man I know. I know his character for sure. And somebody comes and asks me, do you know this man? And I said, yes, I know this man. And he's asking me that my, I want to marry my sister or daughter to this person. Do you know his character? What type of man is? So if I say, no, he's a good character, what I'm doing? If I speak the truth, it's not backbiting. Because that is truth. Behind his back, if I speak the truth of some wrong person's personality is not backbiting. Backbiting is talking bad. It's not truth. That's what is backbiting. Something which the man is wrong. He's of a wrong character. I know. And if I speak that, it's not backbiting. Backbiting is that he's not wrong. He's right man. But if I speak wrong about him, it's backbiting. That is bad. To put a false charge on someone which is not true is backbiting. Al-Hujurat 49 Surat and 6 Ayat Ya ayyuhalladheen amanu in jaakum fasikum bi nabain fatabayyanu in antusibu qawmum bi jahalatin fatusbihu ala ma faaltum nadibin O you who believe if an immoral person or a liberal who takes liberty you know fasik is a liberty who takes liberty person comes to you with a news or a prophecy so seek clarification that you may reach people the prophecy in with ignorance then you begin the day of regretting uh, the, then you begin the day regretting over what you have done now in, you must understand I, I, in this ayah the word is fasik the fasik means a person who is a liberal minded who takes a liberty liberty of, of, of what of not following the commandments of Allah is a fasik it's not only immoral, he takes the liberty on many things. So now let's say, oh you believe, if a fasik or a person who takes liberty on the commandments of Allah comes to you with any news or a prophecy, so seek clarification that you may reach that news or prophecy with ignorance that you begin the day regretting for what you have done. Now this you must, I, I must explain to you this verse has got one meaning, but at the same time, it can be understood in two aspects. One aspect is that a person like me or anybody who educates about Quran. So Allah is saying, oh, you believe, the believers sitting in front, trying to believe and they are believers. When any immoral person or a person who takes the liberty over the orders of Allah, there are certain do's and the don'ts in the eyes of Allah, and if I do not practice those do's and don'ts, so I am a fasik giving you prophecies, telling you about the Quranic ayahs. If I do not practice the ayahs of Allah, and if I tell you about the ayahs, 
about the prophecy that is the, the Quran says in Jahakum Fasikum bin Nabin. If anyone who is a Fasik who takes the liberty over the over the uh, commandments of Allah gives you news, give you prophecies, meaning about the ayat, prophecies, this all is Nabuvat prophecies, the Quranic ayats are all prophecies. Fatabayunu, seek clarification from him. That otherwise you will you will forward that understanding to others and in ignorance and then you will regret what you have done. This is one understanding of this aspect of this ayah. Any understanding that is based on ayahs, you know the commandments, you know the rule, but if he's a fasik and he's telling you all this, so if the news go wrong, he may, you did not verify, you didn't clarify. Similarly, if somebody comes with the news to you about your wife, about your husband, Similarly, I'm using a similar. And if somebody comes with any news, you seek clarification. Seek clarification. Otherwise, you may you may forward that information and then hurt her or him. You understand what I'm saying? You must seek clarification before you put it forward. Clarification from that person or with the, with the wife you're living with or with the husband you're living with. We don't seek clarification, we start doubting. So that's what I'm saying, that it is, this ayat is educating in two aspects. A person who is an immoral person, a person who is coming with that news, you must seek clarification from him. Do not put it forward ahead, otherwise you'll regret what I've done. I should have not told or I should not uh, explain to anything, any, uh, explain this. You will be in problem. So, but what happens, generally people start doubting and how it says, Allah says in Surah Nur 24 and Ayah 4, وَالَّذِينَ يَرْمُونَ الْمُحْسَنَاتِ and those who put up charge on guarded women or on wives, they do not come with four witnesses, so flog them with 80 stripes and do not ever accept their witnesses, witness. And they are those who are fasik or immoral or this who take liberties. Now, imagine this. Any person coming this with this news about your wife, Allah says, those who put a charge, look, you must understand the Arabic word is Yarmuna. Yarmuna is putting a charge or throwing on your wife. Now, you ask four witnesses. Come, bring four witnesses. You're putting a charge on my wife, give me four witnesses. And if he doesn't bring four witnesses, not that they that this this four witnesses have seen my wife or wife's uh, relation. No, no, no. Witness means not physical. I I means eyes. Eyewitness in English also mentioned. Aini shahada in Arabic means an eyewitness. In Arabic is only witnesses. Ask for four witnesses that you are putting a charge on my wife. If somebody puts a charge on anybody's wife. You ask for four witnesses, meaning they have to produce witnesses with evidence that that on my wife, whatever they're putting charge. Though if they cannot produce four witnesses, they cannot produce, then Allah says 80 stripes on, the, on that man. 20 less of an fornicator, 100 stripes. A man who commits adultery or fornicate, Allah says to give him 100 stripes. A man indulging in a fornication or adultery gets hundred stripes. And a person who just put a charge, a false charge on a woman, 
a believing woman or a married believing woman, he must get 80 stripes. Can you imagine? Only less 20 to committing Allah in, in the eyes of Allah, in the nearness of Allah, and adultery is almost 20 less stripes to a, a person who puts a false charge on the woman, on a believing woman. Can you imagine this? 80 stripes. So this, you husband should know that Allah also knows that the woman, if she doesn't, if she's not involved with anyone, she's badly hurt by this kind of attitude if you have doubt on her that she's involved in this guy. Because if somebody said, look, this Farsi corrupt man is telling you, you this, so Allah said, you ask him for four witness, other give him for at least 80 stripes. So that is covering this woman's character. We must understand this. So now, now some husbands also, Al-Nur Al Al 24, Ayah 6 and 7. And those who put a charge on their wives, on their pairs, and do not have witnesses for them, except themselves, so the evidence on them, so the evidence of them alone is bearing of witness four times with Allah, surely that He is from the truthful ones. And the bearing of witness fifth time that there will be a curse of Allah over him if he is from those who lie. Now, if the husband, if the husband, had, you know, he is putting a charge. Who? The husband himself. First there was somebody else putting a charge on his wife. Now he himself is putting a charge on his wife. If he is putting a charge on his wife, then Allah says, and he does not have four witnesses with him. So what he has to do? He has to, he has to uh, say in the, that I bear witness four times. Suppose if I say in front of my wife, I bear witness that my wife, I'm, my, me and my wife is sitting, not, uh, not the whole world, me and my wife, I bear witness that you are involved in those, so and so so. I witness by Allah, I witness by Allah, I witness by Allah four times, I witness by Allah that you have done so and so so without proof. I'm just putting a charge. So, and the fifth time I say that there will be a curse of Allah over me if I am lying. The fifth time I have to say this. You understand what I'm saying? Four times this and the fifth time this. If I am putting a charge. Now, the wife is in but What the wife has to do further page 17, 18. And Noor 24, 8 and 9. And he will avert the punishment from her if she witnesses four times by bearing witness with Allah that surely he is from those who lie. And the bearing of witness fifth time that there will be anger of Allah over her if her husband is from the truthful ones. Now she, the woman, wife, can avert the punishment from Allah by bearing four times that the, my husband is lying. And the fifth time, the anger is, is on me, on, of Allah on me if, if my husband is speaking the truth. So the punishment of Allah will be averted. Here you must, ladies and gentlemen, hear very carefully. In one man's witness against one woman is equal. 
but not equal, but the woman is over the man. You follow what I'm saying? If the man witness is the only one man witnessing upon on my wife, is she's one, I'm one. I'm witnessing that my wife has committed, or I'm putting four times that my wife had done this and my wife had this, and I'm, 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 I'm putting a charge on her. And the fifth is curse of Allah on me. She can also say, okay, if you say though, I can also say, you, I bear witness, it is not true, it's not true, it's not true, and the anger is upon me if you are speaking the truth. So Allah will avert the punishment. So in a husband-wife relationship, one is to one relationship, I've been counseling and many times, believe me, at times has occurred, I'm not lying to you, that the, the man was not able to say it, and the wife said it. And, and many, uh, some cases like, like child also people are doubting. This is not my child. There are, there are times, she says, okay, man, I say, say. Say, man, husband, sahab, say. He said, no, I cannot say. The wife said, it's your child. Now there are DNS. Nowadays, you can verify. But, you know, and even if they, this, believe me, man could not say. So, you know, this is a counseling. So Allah is telling us if there is a problem between husband and wife, the husband is putting a charge and the wife is, can avert the punishment by saying it. And then the husband should leave it to Allah. That is what Allah said it. So in a in one-to-one basis of witnesses, we have come to know the Allah says if the woman says it on the husband, then the Allah will avert the punishment. Not that he, the husband is saying it and he's a man and it is true and he's going, she's going to punish. It's not like that. She can say it in, 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 if she's speaking the truth. She can revert the, revert the case. In Surah Al-Baqarah 2 and 282, where the ayat says that for a witness, two men and a one woman, in the, in the Quran, I will refer to this ayat where it says, in Baqarah 2 and ayat 282. Staple page. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, idha tadayantum bidaynin ila ajalim musamma faktubu. Vastashidu shahidaini. I am reading portions. It's not complete ayah, it's a very big ayat. I'm just reading portions of that ayah. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, idha tadayantum bidaynin ila ajalim musamma faktubu. Further it says downwards, Vastashidu shahidaini mir rajalikum. Fa illam yakuna rajulaini. فَرَجُلٌ وَمْرَأَتَانِ مِمَّنْ تَرْضَوْنَ مِنَ الشُّهَدَاءِ أَنْ تَضِلَّ إِحْدَاهُمَا فَتُذَكِّرَ إِحْدَاهُمَا فَتُذَكِّرَ إِحْدَاهُمَا الْأُخْرَى O you believe whenever you have judged with a judgment of a deal or a contract or a marriage or anything towards a fixed period of time, so write it down and see two witnesses from your men then if there are no two men then one man and two women from whom you are pleased, agreed from the witnesses. That is, if one woman has strays from the two of them, then the other reminds her. Now, in, 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 in Allah is telling that if you go in a written agreement or a document, any deal written down between two parties, you have noticed in the world that there are agreements, rent agreement, contracts, there are deals between parties. So Allah says, whenever you go, any kind of judgment or a judgment that is for a fixed period of time, you write it down. And when you write it down, to make it authentic, you must have two witnesses, two male witnesses. Not one male witness, two male witnesses. No one male witness is allowed in a written document. In a written document, two male witnesses are allowed. 
It is not one male. Two male witnesses. And if you do not find two male witnesses, then one male, two female witnesses in a written document. When it is a written document for a fixed period of time. When we marry, it's a written document. We have witnesses, two witnesses. When you have deeds, we have a written document. We have witnesses in the world, in the whole world. So if there are no two men, then you can have two women and a male, one man. In a written document for a fixed period of time. And Allah says, why? Because one she may astray from, from it and then the other may remind her. Why she can be astray? Because she may be married, she may not be married. Maybe she was under the father, then she went into the husband and the husband starts to say something else. She may not favor the, you know, she, you know, she is under somebody. You know, she has to be taking care of someone. She's under somebody. So she may astray. The mother of woman will remind her. So that is why two women are required. In against of, but on a written document. But in individuals, as human beings, in front of Allah, one witness of woman is allowed. Because you say, Ashadu Allah in, 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 in Salah. When you say, Attahadu Allah wa Salawat. Ashadu Allah ilaha illa wa ashadu anna Muhammad and Abdu wa Rasulullah. I bear witness. There is no God but Allah. And Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Men and women both. So that means you women cannot be a witness at all. Of course you are a witness. In all aspects of life, men and women are bearing witness. And in this aspect they are equal. But in a written document, for a fixed period of time, because, because of the period of time, if six months or one year or five years or ten years, the woman she may astray because of her surrounding, then the, the other woman will remind her in a written document. She can, she's allowed. Now, Surah, this is all psychological relationships. Surah Nisa 4 and Ayah 19. Ya yulladheena amanu la yahillu lakum antarithu nisa'a karha wala ta'aduluhunna litadhabu bibaad. مَا آتَيْتُمُهُنَّ إِلَّا أَنْ يَأْتِينَ بِفَاهِشَةٍ مُبَيِّنَةٍ وَآشِرُهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ فَإِنْ كَرِيْتُمُهُنَّ فَأَسَانْ تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَيَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا O oh, you believe, it is not lawful for you to inherit women in dislike and do not become difficult for them that you may go off with a part of what you have given to them except they have come with clear obscenity and accompany them with recognition. Then if you dislike them, so it may be that you dislike a thing and Allah has made much betterment. Now this verse, it says to you, oh you believe, do not inherit women in dislike. You see, the husband-wife relationship, husband should have a relationship with, with the wife as wife not as a as a property inherit means she's my i in when i inherit something that is mine i own it so women allah said do not own women in disliking you cannot own the woman in disliking and do not become difficult or vigorously or forcefully for them that you may go off with a part of what you have given to them because once you like your wife, once you get married to your wife and you admire her, she is an adornment, you start giving presents. And you have to give presents because of the commands of Allah. Sometimes you give this and sometimes you give this. You keep on giving presents. And after some time, in disliking, you want them back because of certain reasons which, which you cannot. 
So Allah is asking you, uh, ordering you, do not become difficult for them, that you may go off with a part with what you have given them. You cannot take a part back. What you have given them, it is theirs. You must remember, whatever the husband gives anything to the wife, okay, look, this, this is yours, this is yours, this is yours. So you cannot take it back. If you, why, why do you give? So remember, once you give, you cannot take it back. You cannot take it back. Until condition comes. Until, except that they come with a clear obscenity. They come with a clear adultery of fornication. Fahisha. Fahisha means obscenity. But in that also you can take some of it. Not the whole of it. A part of it. Even Listen to me very carefully. Even if the white wife commits adultery, extramarital affair, anything wrong, which Allah is forbidding, faisha, you can take part of it back. He says, you can look, listen to me, and do not become difficult for them that you may go off with a part of what you have given to them, except they come with a clear obscenity. Except they come with a clear obscenity, you can take a part of what all you have given them, not the whole, a part. Even if they come with clear obscenity. You gentlemen, this is the ayahs or for believers, not for Christians and the Jews, or for non-believers who kill them. Even the woman commits adultery and fornication, you are not allowed to kill. You are not even allowed to take the whole of it what you have given them. You are only allowed a portion of it what you can take. And further it says, and accompany them with recognition. After knowing that she has come from Faisha, adultery, you accompany them with recognition. Then if you dislike them due to clear obscenity, so it may be that you dislike a thing and Allah has made much betterment in, in it. Remember, this is a very unusual and difficult ayah. But we men must be educated believers. It is not the unbelievers we are referring to. It is for the believers. Even the woman commits extramarital affair or adultery and fornication as the husband comes to know, it doesn't ask you to give divorce. It doesn't ask you to take what all you are giving, you take. You can take a part of it. And accompany them. Means you live with them. You live with them. This is a, this is a matter of for believers. And somebody told me, I, uh, Quran is there, I will shoot her. You shoot her. So before I read further, you read I, how to establish the clear obscenity is for Surah 4, Nisa 15 ayat, page number 1920. And those from your women who comes with obscenity, take four witnesses amongst you on them. Then if they bear witnesses, so detain them in the houses until death is complete on them or Allah is set away for them. Now this, you must understand, this is ayah, the previous ayah and this ayah is related to the wives and husband. It's not related to general women. The women who have committed, they, Allah said they're coming with adultery and faisha. Faisha means, faisha is, is like obscenity inclusively of zina. So 
Because if you ask me how, well, there's an ayat in the Quran, you write down the reference, Surah 17, 30 ayat. Do not go near to fornication or zina. Zina is a faisha. Sabila and a way to evil. Now I am referring to this. If the believing woman, we are talking of believing women. We are talking of believing men. Believing woman commits adultery or fornication, extramarital affair, involvement physical. So now Allah says, if those of from your woman who comes with obscenity, you take four witnesses. Now this is not a putting a charge. Remember, this is very important. These women are coming to their husbands and they are, so to say, in my language, confessing of, of adultery. They are coming from this uh, and those from your woman who comes with obscenity, they, uh, they are, they are, nobody is putting a charge. I am not putting a charge. They are telling that we have committed adultery and fornication to their husbands. So now what you, how can you lock them out in your houses? You have to take four witnesses because if you just put them in the houses, people will ask, why are you locked them up? So you must take four witnesses, not witnesses that they have committed. Meaning I am putting my wife into the house, her, her movements restricted. The witnesses are taken of locking her up, not of act, not of the act. Like I am getting married, I take witnesses. So I want to put my wife in the house because she has committed adultery. So I have to pay, take witnesses. A contract that she has gone through this, she is involved in this and she has come, uh, confessed and I am putting her in my house. So I take four witnesses. So if they give witnesses, then you keep her in the house until Allah finds a way. That is not throwing her house from the house, house in your house that you are living. And you have, now this ayat, if you understand, look, you detain them in the houses until death do, uh, is complete on them. Meaning the husband has to, has to lock her wife or, or detain her wife in the house. Locks, does not lock in the room. Means she can move about in the house and then she can, she can having, and you have to give good company. The previous ayat I referred to, it says, And you accompany them with recognition. Meaning after you come to know that she is involved in this act, act, you have to still accompany them in goodness, in recognition. But you have to detain her in the house. You should refrain her of not going, she should not go out in the house, from your house. Because the more she goes out, the more it will be publicity. So you just keep her in the house. That is the believer's character for the believed woman to detain her in the house. No divorce, no killing. Believing men have come here to understand what the Quran says about husband-wife relationship. That is the relationship you have to educate. But if you go beyond that, it is to be found in the Bible, page, staple page. According to Good News Bible, Jews and Christian faith, Levitate, this is, I am reading the Bible, Levitate 20 verse 10, if a man commits adultery with the wife of the fellow Israelite, both he and the woman shall be put to death. If a man commits adultery, I am reading the Bible, it's not Quran. If, if here people are Jews and Christians, this is their belief. 
the Jews believe this if the man commits adultery with the wife of a fellow Israelite both he and the woman should be stoned to death you understand what I'm saying meaning stoning to death is to be found in the Bible not in the Quran if the Jews and the Christians are practicing this law this is Jews and Christian law this is not a Quranic law how can you kill a man believe me you know if I kill somebody God forbid so even for me Allah has put a, 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 a kasas for me I can give blood money you can I, even I kill my somebody for that also you cannot kill me how can you kill a man who's done intercourse or has do adultery or fornication in the eyes of Allah in the nearness of Allah this act is wrong but you cannot kill anybody and if the wife commits this act she should be detained in the house and you have to live with her you don't have to throw out what about the children and the whole setup will be go wrong so you have to detain her in the house this is what Quran is teaching you but the Bible says if you commit adultery and fornication the wife of the Israel both he and the woman should be stoned to death this is a Christian and a Jews practice and the Jews are still practicing and the further in John 8 verse 4 teacher they said to Jesus this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery in our law Moses commanded that such a woman must be stoned to death now what do you say John 8 7 they stood there asking him question he straightened up himself and said to them whichever one of you has committed no sin may throw the first stone at her this is what the bible says now what 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 i'm educating the man, woman was caught in adultery caught the bible says look they write something i don't understand if the teacher they said to jesus this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery i'm asking when they caught her in the very act of adultery with whom he's not there He's not there. In the verse, he's not there. They caught the woman and bring this woman to the to Jesus and asking that in the law of Moses, the law was that that any woman or a man commits adultery, she or he should be stoned to death. What you have to say now? So Jesus said, any man who has not committed a sin should cast the first stone. So everyone went on. Nobody cast the stone. So the Christian nowadays follow this verse. And they, if you, if the woman commits adultery or the husband commits adultery, they will not cast any stone because they know we are all like that. Only the Jews are practicing. Only the, I am not using the name Muslims are not practicing this. Who? Jews. Whether it is this law or any law. Whoever does is in the Bible, it's not in the Quran. Quran does not say that you kill a man because he committed adultery or fornication. For a zani man, a dirty man, or a woman, for wife, Allah says that you accompany her all her life, detaining in the house. This is what the Quran says for the wife. It doesn't say you kill her. Or accompany good, he says. Good. Because in the nearness of God, this is a small act committed crime. It's not a big crime. It's not a big crime that you are killing the man or a woman or stoning the man or stoning the woman in the nearness of God it's not a big crime so now 
Now the last portion of the verses that I'm going to read is what the relationship we have dealt with the husband-wife relation sexually that we have read psychologically. Now the comes the most difficult part for women to understand. I don't know. Allah helps me. Surah Nisa 4 and Ayah 20. وَإِنْ أَرَدْتُمُ اسْتِدْدَالَ زَوْجٍ مَكَانَ زَوْجٍ وَآتَيْتُمْ إِحْدَاهُنَّ قِنْتَارًا فَلَا تَخُذُوا مِنُهُ شَيْئًا أَتَخُذُونَهُ بُهْتَانًا وَإِثْمًا مُبِينًا And if you intend to exchange or change the place of a wife with another wife and you have given, given heaps to one of them so you do not take anything from that will you take it with a false accusation and with a clear sin? Now the situation arises that I started my talk by saying husband and wives. Now the second wife or the third wife or the number of another wife is being included. If the husband intends to exchange the place of a wife with another wife, you, you have given heaps of to one of them. You do not take anything from what you have given. You will take it with a false accusation, with a clear sin. So Allah is permitting that if you want to marry, you don't have to take from your first whatever wife you have got anything from her. What you have given her, you cannot take anything. And would you take it by accusing her? So now the second wife is in being introduced. Further in Surah 4, 128. وَإِن تُحْشِنُوا وَتَتَّقُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرًا And if the wife is fearful from her husband of the jarring emotional shock of being avoided, reluctant, then there is no sin on both of them that they should amend, correct between themselves, for correction is an amendment is better and the souls of the psyche are present to stinginess, to spend or give or share in wealth. And if you do good and take guard, and so surely Allah is well acquainted with what you do. So now when you intended to change the place of a wife with another wife, she got fearful. The wife got fearful from her husband of emotional shock or being avoided. These are the two factors that is in real. Every woman's fears of an emotional shock one or being reluctant, the husband will be reluctant towards me or will I, he will be avoid me. That is the condition of the woman. So Allah is telling her, Allah is telling mankind, both men and women, husband and wife, that the woman will be fearful if any woman fears. This is a fear. Whenever you, any woman, I mean whenever you discuss the second wife or the third wife, she gets fearful. And that fear is related here. Allah is telling her, وَإِنِمْ رَاتٌ خَافَتْ مِنْ بَعْلِهَا Baal, I told you husband. Whenever, when, uh, and if the woman is fearful from the husband of an emotional shock, she will go into a emotional shock when the husband will marry another woman. Or she will think that she will be avoided or will be reluctant. She will be not notified. Notified. In these, these are the two fears that a woman develops. So Allah says what he has to do, that they should amend both of them. There is no sin on both of them, that they should amend, correct between themselves. 
and amendment is better correction is better what both of them should correct how the both husband and wife look i i i means i'm just explaining this i suppose a man is married he's got a wife and i intend to marry another wife the moment i intend to marry another wife allah is telling you intend to do not take anything from what i've given her so i intend to but the moment i she will be fearful of shock emotional shock what is what this husband is going to is going to marry she will be emotionally shocked and she will be reluctant or she will think that i am being will be avoided he will avoid me these are the two fears will come in our mind these are the two fears that will come in our mind so what allah is telling is that me the husband and the woman should both of them correct how will the husband will correct by giving her the confidence to the wife that you will not be fear you i will not leave you i will not avoid you and this shock will go pass by i am with you this he has to give confidence to the wife because she is fearful of fear this is a fear this is not real remember this that if the mouse i am fearful for the mouse mouse is not doing anything to me fear it's a fear that i will be emotionally shocked i will be put into somewhere it's just, just a fear so women gets a fear that i will be set aside so this allah said both of them should correct meaning husband should give confidence to the woman that i am not going to leave you I, the feelings that i have for you is not going to change and allah says the quranic ayah say fala junaha alaihima there is no sin on both of them the husband is think it is a sin that i am getting married to a girl another woman and the husband is thinking what the people will say they call it ayash is a corrupt man marrying two wives or three wives or four wives the woman is also thinking like this and the man is also thinking like this an, an amazing thing it is a, in a words that are put forward it says there is no sin on both of them for the husband is not a sin and the wife is the wife is thinking that i have something has gone wrong with me why is getting married to another guy another girl she is also thinking like this so and the husband is also thinking that she will get hurt she will get emotionally hurt so unbalanced something will go wrong about her with her so both of them allah said allah says for both of them fala junaha alaihima it it appears to be a great sin in the whole world because the christians the jews and the hindus and the buddhists and the atheists and the agnostics all the world except for mormons the whole mankind is against the second marriage it has become as if a great sin will be committed if you get married to another girl this is as if a sin so allah says it's not this is not a sin on both of them if they intend to marry the husband should give confidence to the wife and the wife should try to develop to remove the fear of being that emotional shock that she will go into or to remove that she will not be left aside she will not be left aside or be reluctant and the allah said that amendment is better and the psyche are, are the presence of stinginess and the further is stinginess what is stinginess the man does not want to share money on the well, i have been spending so much on you now i have to take care of this woman also i have to spend so much money on the other woman also so he is stingy and the woman how she if he is stinginess because she will think that whatever he he, he, he uh, the part from the husband i will get now i have to share from that wife also the money the money that the husband owns 
he doesn't want to share it to the to, if he share if he's married to another woman he's going to share it spend send, uh, spend money on on her so now you you must understand what i'm saying this is very important so the, the man and woman both are stingy in men are stingy they don't want to spend money if allah is giving them wealth they can get married to another wife or whatever the amount of they want can marry if they want to they can they can they don't want to spend money on the other woman and the woman thinks that if he is going to if he gets another wife the money that he's she's getting will be shared now so allah is telling us in this ayat both of them amendment is better and the soul of psyche are present to stinginess reluctant to spend or give or share in wealth they don't want to, the husband doesn't want to share the wealth to the other wife and the woman also doesn't want to share so the stinginess is present in both and if you do good and take guard surely allah is well acquainted with what you do so in this context i am telling you that what happens if the woman is a fear of a woman it is a fear that she will go into emotional shock it is a fear that she will be set aside from the husband that's the fear and allah is telling that in this context both of the husband and wife should amend the husband should give the confidence to the wife and the wife should try to remove this fear it nothing is going to happen with me surah an-nisa 4 and 127 ayah وَيَسْتَفْتُونَكَ فِي النِّسَاءِ قُلِ اللَّهُ يُفْتِيكُمْ فِيهِنَّ وَمَا يُطْلَى عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الْكِتَابِ فِي يَتَامَ النِّسَاءِ اللَّاتِي لَا تُؤْتُونَهُنَّ مَا كُتِبَ لَهُنَّ وَتَرْغَبُونَ أَنْ تَنْكِحُوهُنَّ وَالْمُسْتَضْعَفِينَ مِنَ الْوِلْدَانِ وَأَنْ تَقُومُوا لِلْيَتَامَى بِالْقِسْطِ وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِهِ عَلِيمًا and they seek your legal advice in concerning women say Allah gives you a legal advice concerning them and whatever is recited over you in the book concerning the offer moment you do not give what has been written for them and you desire to marry them and you do not give to those who are weak amongst the children and that you take a stand for the offer moment with justice and what you do from the betterment then surely Allah knows with it the legal advice fatwa is being asked by the messenger Allah said they seek your legal advice concerning women this what about women about marriage about marrying the woman this is a problem because she's also hurt she's into emotional shock she this kind of problem is going on so they Allah say they are asking or seeking an illegal advice in concerning women so Allah has to say Allah gives you legal advice concerning them that whatever is recited over you in the book concerning the orphan woman you do not give them what has been written for them and you desire to marry them you desire to marry them but you don't marry them so allah is exposing the mankind the believers of all times what is written in the book i go further and we come back the further ayah says in surah page number 27 and 28 surah nisa 4 and ayah 3 wa in khiftum allah tuqsitu fil yatama فَانْكِحُوا مَا طَوَبَ لَكُمْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ مَسْنَى وَسُلَاسَى وَرُبَعَ فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدًا أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ ذَلِكَ أَنَّا أَلَّا تَعُولُوا And if you are fearful that you cannot do justice in the orphans, so marry from your woman, from the woman orphans who seem good to you, twos and threes and fours. Then if you are fearful that you cannot be equitable or equalized, then marry one or marry what your right hand possesses. that would be lowlier if you do not support 
the previous ayat and this ayah how they are interlinked in that ayah Allah is saying that they are asking a legal advice from you the messenger and Allah gives an advice that you do not give what what the for the orphan women and the ayah says whatever is decided over you in the, whatever is decided over you in the book concerning the orphan women you do not give them and you desire to marry them you desire to marry them but you are not giving them what they what they what they you do not give and you do not marry them in this ayah says what for the orphan woman what it says and what is written in the book that if you fear now this is the fear of the man that fear was a woman fear woman of fear fear of woman in this ayah if you are fearful the man is fearing that you cannot do justice in the orphans so marry from women who seem good to you twos and threes and fours what is what this ayah says if you see in the orphan woman that men believing women cannot do justice among the women believing women the orphan women you marry them two and three and four the question is previous ayah says you desire to marry you don't marry this ayah says you marry them order says you marry two this ayah starts with two women to marry and three women to marry and four women to marry it starts from two we all are marrying one so the problem is now you have to understand this ayah Allah says if men believing men fear that they cannot do justice among the orphan women so you marry them too and three and four this is a solution for the women but agar further he says i will not read further and if you fear fa in khiftum allah ta'dilu fa wahida and if you fear that you cannot be equitable or you cannot be equitable then marry one so now the, in the arabic the order is order you understand order it is not a permission to you it is an order to all men of all times that if you fear that you cannot do justice among the women then you marry two and three and four and if you fear that you cannot be equitable among men among women then you marry one so the choice is put on the man if he fears that injustice is being done in the woman among the women class in the whole world then you marry two and three and four and if you fear that i cannot be equitable among them then i marry one so the choice is on me but the order is both you have to take up the choice but before i discuss this choice i would go back to the ayah that allah says in the previous ayah you do not give what has written from them and you desire to marry them in this verse allah say you do you desire to marry them but you do not marry it is a desire left by the people men in the whole world that they desire to marry them and you do not give to those who are weak among the children and that you do not and you take a stand for the orphan women the justice and what you do for the betterment surely allah knows with it so previous ayat was saying that men when they ask the legal advice or a fatwa from the prophet the messenger allah is telling that they can say allah gives the fatwa that what is written in the book for the orphan woman you do not give the orphan woman and yet you desire to marry them but you don't marry so that is going on in the whole world majority of the muslim worlds are not marrying more than one they are not marrying the whole non muslims are not marrying the muslim people are marrying more than one but very few less number 
So, but the desire is there. The ayat is telling, and you desire and you do not marry. So desire is there. So you cannot say that you don't have the desire. Exceptions to the to few. Now, we come to this ayat that the ayat which says that if you cannot be equitable between women, then marry one. Now, this is a fear, two fears of men. Before the woman was fearing, now the man is fearing. If the man is fearing that he cannot do justice between the woman, then he must marry two and three and four and four, plural marriage. But if he is fearing that, fearing that he cannot be equitable, then he, marry, he marries one. So the next rule we have applied on us and we are marrying one. We cannot be equitable, so we marry one. But Allah says in further ayahs, Surah 4 and 129 ayahs, and you do not have the capability to be equitable between women. Even if you are eager, so do not incline, inclining totally to any one of them, then you leave her as suspended. And if you amend correct and take guard, then surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. Now Allah is explaining that I said I am fearful. I am fearful that I cannot be equitable between women. So I marry. How many women I marry? One. I cannot be equitable. Now Allah says in the further ayat that you men, believing men, do not have the capability to be equitable among between women. You don't have the capability to be equal between two women. You don't have the capability. So I marry? How many? How many? Huh? No. Listen to me very carefully. Allah said, if you fear, if you men fear that you have to be equitable between women, then you marry one. If you fear, if you men fear that you cannot be equitable between women, then marry one. But Allah said, you don't have the capability of being equitable. So I should remove fear. Very good. Remove the fear. And marry? Yes. Look, women understand better. So now what happens? And you do not have the capability to be equitable between women. Then if you, even if you are eager, so you do not incline, inclining totally to any one of them, then you leave her suspended by marrying more than one. If you amend and correct and take guard, then surely Allah is forgiving and most merciful. Now what happened? Allah is telling us, the man, Look, this is, this is the balance. If Allah says you cannot keep a balance between two women or three women or four women, you can never be able to do this. So Allah says you do not incline to any one of them. Incline means bending. Do not incline. Leave her suspended. Until you leave her as, so as to leave any woman suspended, 
then only you can marry another woman. If you will be inclined, you cannot marry. Very simple. Fala tamilu kullal mile. Do not incline, totally do not be inclined. Leave so leave. then what I do? The liver suspended. Give her time to rest with the children's liver, life, get married. The question is, the problem is the what, what Allah is saying very clearly. Fala tamilu, do not incline. Kullal mile. Kullal mile totally you are inclined. If you are in that state, you can never marry because you are inclined, totally inclined. So Allah says, فَتَذَرُوهَا كَلْ مُعَلَّقَ Then what I, I, if I, if I do not incline, and I do not incline totally, what I do? I leave her suspended. I leave her suspended. فَتَذَرُوهَا So then leave her, then, then, then leave her as suspended. As suspended, as a suspended. So when she's suspended, then only you can marry. Otherwise you are inclined totally. Surah Nisa 4, Ayah 35 وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ شِقَاقَ بَيْنِهِمَا فَبْعَثُوا حَكَمًا مِّنْ أَهْلِهِ وَحَكَمًا مِّنْ أَهْلِهَا إِنْ يُرِيدَ إِصْلَاحًا يُوَفِّقِ اللَّهُ بَيْنَهُمَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلِيمًا خَبِيرًا And if you fear of disunity between both of them, then appoint a governor from his family and a governor from her family. If they both intend to amend or correct Allah will put harmony between them. Surely Allah is knowing, acquainted. Meaning if you, you see I, I have noticed and it's a general practice I'm telling you, if any man intends to marry, the woman generally says two, three words. It's a common words. You leave me and get married. Very easy. Leave me. You can get, I'm, I'm telling you, you leave me. In other words, she is telling you, leave me, leave me not physically in the real cell, leave me suspended and get married. But you are not getting the point. She wants you to get married, but she doesn't want to say it to you. She says you in a different manner. Leave me and get married. Who is stopping you? Allah is giving you permission. It's your job. I don't have to look a girl. You look a girl for yourself. So it is the other way, you see. So, but if you fear disunity between both of them, so Allah said, then appoint a governor from the from the husband side or the husband side, and appoint a governor from the from the from the woman side, and they both, if intend to correct an amend, Allah would put harmony between them. That is the right procedure. If you plan to do so, appoint. If there is some big disunity is going to occur, then appoint a governor from them, from her side and from the male side, and they both intend to amend or correct. Allah will put harmony between them. That means she can share it and he can marry another woman. But the further four, four surah four, one thirty ayah. Kullam and if both of them differ, Allah will make both of them free of need from his spaciousness, and Allah is spacious wise. And if both of them differ means if the husband does not, after, I mean, husband has the capability in all aspects to have more than wife, and if he doesn't marry, and the wife does not cooperate, that means they both differ from the law of God. So both of them will be free of need from his species, species, Allah's specialness. What happens in the more, the, once you get married, you know, husband and wife, they get married like this. They are married. 
they are understanding. They say we are trying to understand psychology. We are understanding each other. Actually, they are not understanding each other. They are slowly and slowly diverting each other like this, apart. That is the relationship between husband and wife. Husband and wife. If you bring another wife, then it will go again like this. If you don't, then they are depart like this. I'm not lying to you. I've got proofs. You see, the moment of one wife, if you've got one wife, you are departing like this all the time. The day you got married, after the kids, like this. All the time. If somebody comes in, then again the same first wife will put, oh, then you have got again back importance. Otherwise you are left out. She's with the kids, she's got everything. Her life is complete. So Allah says, if they, both of them differ, it's not only husband. Don't, don't put the put the blame on the wife or the husband. Wife put the blame on the husband. If both of them differ, Allah will make both of them free of need. He's, he's, he's busy in his own room. He's busy in his works. The wife is busy in her. I've got my own lifestyle. I'm living my own lifestyle. But they're living under one's, one roof. Now in the Bible, page number 22. According to Good News Bible, Jews and Christian faith, 1 Timothy 3.2. A church leader must be without fault. He must, be have, he must have only one wife. Be sober, self-controlled and orderly. He must welcome strangers in his home. He must be able to teach. So now, this is a concept in the Bible. That how a teacher should be? A church leader, a preacher should be without fault, which is not possible. He must have only one wife. He be sober, self-controlled and orderly and he must welcome strangers in his home. Ephesians 5.33 But it also applies to you, every husband must love his wife as he loves himself and every, must, every wife must respect her husband. That's the relationship between in the Bible. Ephesians 5.22 Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Majazi Khuda. The wife should submit to the husband as to the Lord. This is Majazi Khuda mentioned in the Bible, not in the Quran or Islam. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 35 If they want to find out about something, they should ask their husbands at home. It is disgraceful for women it is a disgraceful thing for women to speak in the church. In the Christian world, it is disgraceful for a woman to ask question or clarification from the teacher or in the church. They should ask anything from the husband at home. This is a, a person who follows all this is a biblical person. He is according to the Jews and Christians. And in the Quran, Asafa 37, do you call Baal husband as you leave the best of the creatures? Now, Allah says for the women and men that you are holding fast to Baal. Baal means husband. Husbandry. Men are used, women and men are calling on husband. And you leave the best of the creator. So what Allah is telling us that the women who are taking husband as ba as husband, as calling their husband as majazi khuda as mentioned in the Bible is wrong. If he wants to marry, let him marry. It's more pleasing for you also. Your life, you'll have charm in your life. Charm in, in husband life also. Two, three, four, whatever. But if you are one, problems, many problems. So Allah says, 
that you are holding fast to, to the husband is tada'una ba'la. You call your husband, or call the husband, but, and you, you leave the asnal khaliqeen, you leave God Almighty who is the best of the creator, he has created the woman, he has created the man, he is the best of the creator, you are just sticking to your husband, it's wrong. Asnal khaliqeen. So now I read two, three verses in the end. At Tagabun 64, verse 14. Ya yulladina amanu inna min azwajikum wa uladikum aduvalakum fadaruhum wa intafu wa tasfau wa takfiru fa inna Allah ghafur rahim. O you believe, surely among your wives, pairs, your pairs are oblique wives, and your children are enemies for you. So be cautious of them. And if you pardon them and shake hands and forgive them, surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. In this ayah, Allah is telling us that among your husband wives, for husband wives and for wives husband, you know, I told you the pairs, azwaj is used for both people. So here it is, Allah is addressing to the believers, oh you who believe, surely amongst your pairs, wives, vice versa and your children are enemies for you so be cautious of them and if you pardon and shake if you pardon and shake hands and forgive them allah is forgiving and most merciful so now there are four things you see the first of all you must understand in the previous ayah we have read the relationship between the husband and the wife is in a manner that he must admonish him or sermon him share not beds and strike them in this ayah is a separate order if you find your wife is on enmity, enmity means that the devil is an enemy to Allah and enemy to man, you, believers. That means she becomes a rejecter or she becomes against you in all aspects, enemy to you. Then Allah tells you what you have to do. This is the most beautiful, amazing correction that a man believer should do. Oh, you believe surely amongst your pairs, wives and your children are enemies for you. So be cautious of them and if you pardon and shake hands and forgive them, Allah is forgiving merciful. So this is the three aspects we have to learn. For being an enmity, enemy, if your wife is an enemy to you, behaving like an enemy or the children, is be, children are grown up and behaving like an enemy, you have to pardon them, you have to forgive them, you have to shake hands for the, for the enemy. But for a believing woman, you strike them. Because they want to amend themselves. They are correcting themselves. That, that, that is for correction. Share them not beds. They are for correction. But for enemy, he says, forgive them. Pardon them. Ask for forgiveness for them. So now, I will read further. Surah 24 and Ayah verse 26. Al-Khabithatu lil-Khabithina wal-Khabithuna lil-Khabithati malicious or bad women are for malicious bad women and malicious men or bad men are for malicious or bad women and good women are for good men and good men are for good women those are free from what they say from, for, for them is forgiveness and generous, generous sustenance. Now in this ayat and the previous ayat, general rule, general practice is if a bad woman is 
then Allah says he is for she is for a bad man. If a good woman is, then she is for a good man. If a good man is, then he uh, that the she is for a good man, woman. So Allah is giving a general rule that good men are for good women or good women are for good men. But bad women are for bad men and bad is a general rule. But the exception Allah further in the same way he says, but those are free from what they say for them is forgiveness and gender sustenance. Exception is that Nuh and Lut were righteous messengers but their wives was not with them. Similarly, Firaun was a was was an evil man, but his wife was a righteous woman. So generally, the rule is: if you are wrong, the wife is wrong. Now, what should be the character of our our men and believing men is in Surah Azab 33:35. Inna al-Muslimina wal-Muslimati wal-Mu'minina wal-Mu'minat wal-Qanitina wal-Qanitat wal-Sadiqina wal-Sadiqat. وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالصَّابِرَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ وَالْمُتَصَدِّقِينَ وَالْمُتَصَدِّقَاتِ وَالصَّائِمِينَ وَالصَّائِمَاتِ وَالْحَافِدِينَ فُرُوجَهُمْ وَالْحَافِذَاتِ وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهِ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا Surely the Muslim submitting men and the Muslim submitting women and the believing men and the believing women and the devout men and the devout women and the truthful men and the truthful woman and the patient men and the patient woman and the humble men and the humble woman and the men and women who give charity and the men and the women who fast and the men and the women who guard their private parts and the men and the women who remember Allah a lot for them Allah has prepared forgiveness and a mighty wage this all that I have read believing men and believing women submitting men and submitting women devout men and devout women fasting women and fasting men so this is the character trait of the muslim or the believing men and women that we have to develop develop both of them the husband and wife that we should have a man is also fasting you are also fasting she is also doing satra you are also doing satra she is also believing you are also believing she is also submitting to the other you are also submitting that is the harmony we can get with each other if you are one of the parties not doing still you can practice your islam that's not a problem because you cannot say on the day of judgment my husband was not doing this and the husband cannot say my wife was not doing this you are not responsible to each other in this context i end this uh, talk of mine with the dua or the call in surah furqan 2574 verse walladhina yaquluna rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yunu وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ imama And those who say, O oh, our Lord, grant for us the cooling of the eyes for our, from our parents' wives and from our offsprings and make us a leader for those who guard. This is the dua. After all men and women relationship, you, you submit and act and practice all the ayahs that I discuss. Consciously you do, keeping in view that you pray still again to Allah. Rabbana hablana min azwajina. Oh our Lord, you donate us, wives and children, so it becomes the cooling of our eyes. Not throwing stone at each other's eyes. The cooling of our eyes. You are praising to pray, praying to Allah. 
Rabbana, Hablana, all you practice, believe me, I'm not lying to you. You believe all the ayahs, you practice all the ayahs as a believer, as a Muslim, as a submitter. But in the end, still you have to ask Allah, Rabbana, Hablana, Min Azwajina, Wadurriyatina, Qurrata Ayunu, Wajalna Lil Muttaqina, Imama, O our Lord, you give us, you donate us, Azwaj, wives, pairs, and children. So there be cooling of our eyes in true sense, not as a joke. And, from, and make us an imam, the leader for those who are muttaqeen, those who guard. So this is the lecture that I had to deliver that you can ask any clarification or question uh, in relation to what I have said. Husband, wife. Is the second marriage ayat, is it um, ayat e mahkumat? Okay, now this, the, uh, the Quran, the, the question is that it is a, a mokam means a order from Allah. It is a conditional, conditional order that if you fear that you cannot do justice, justice among the women, then you can marry two and three and four. It is a conditional. But if you fear that you cannot be equitable and Allah says that you can never be equitable, you remove the fear and you can marry more than one. So it depends upon the man. There are men who are really fearful and they cannot remove the fear. They cannot remove the fear, equitable, equitable fear, so they will remain and have one, one, one wife. So order, it is an order, but it is a conditional order depending upon the men. If the man is not able to remove the fear from his life, he can have one wife. And if the man can remove the fear, he can have more than one wife. So it is a conditional order. Allah has put the order, if you fear that you cannot do justice among the women, or for, then you marry two and three, four, four. And if you fear that you cannot do the, you cannot be equitable, then you marry only one. So it is a conditional order on men, believing men, that if suppose the man cannot remove the fear, then he cannot marry. If the man removes the fear, then he can, no, no, but then he has to be still fair to all the wives. No, if, she, just by removing the fear does not allow him to marry again. That means he has to even practice, he has to be equal to all the wives. No, he, he cannot be equal. That's why I discussed. No, but if by removing the fear is very easy, no? Anyone can say, okay, I'll remove the fear. No, he cannot. He's still equal to, no, he cannot, equal to all his wives. No, no, he can never be equal. You see, you must understand, no man, Allah said that, Allah ta'adilu nisa. Allah said the men do not have the capability to be equitable to between women. They can never ever be equitable. They cannot, they don't have the capacity. That means Allah is giving them excuse that you can marry more than wife because you cannot, I will not catch you, why didn't you be equitable? So they don't have the capacity or capability to be equal between two wives at all. In emotionally they cannot be equitable, even in attraction, even in spending also. Even in their liking, woman is different. Some women, my, some women like different, the other women like different. Every woman is a different. So they can never ever be equitable. But some men wishfully think that they have to be equitable. Allah says you can never be. And women also putting that you, can, you have to be fair, equal. They have to be fair, justice, justified, they have to be. In, they can do justice, but they can never be equal. I'm sure my question is very much relevant. In Surah Baqarah to Ayat number 102, there is these Malakan angels mentioned over there which creates differences between a husband and wife. How do we take guidance in the present time from that uh, portion of Thank the you. ayat? Very good question. If you, you open Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 
and ayah 102. I will read in the Arabic, I will translate also, وَاتَّبْعُوا مَا تَطْلُوا الشَّيَاطِينُ عَلَى مُلْكِ سُلَيْمَانُ وَمَا كَفَرَ سُلَيْمَانُ وَلَكِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ كَفَرُوا يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسَ السِّحْرِ وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَى الْمَلَكَيْنِ بِبَابِيلَ حَارُوتَ وَمَارُوتَ وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَ إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرُ فَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مِنْهُمَا مَا يُفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَزَوْجِهِ وَمَا هُمْ بِذَوَادِينَ بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا بِإِنِّ اللَّهِ وَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ وَلَقَدْ عَلِمُوا لَمَنْ اشْتَرَاهُ مَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خِلَاقٍ مِنْ خَلَاقٍ وَلَبِيسَ مَا شَرَوْا بِهِ أَنفُسَهُمْ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ Now this ayat is referring, the, first of all the shayateens are mentioned and with the kingdom of Suleiman. وَاتَّبَعُوا مَا تَتْلُوا شَيَاتِينُ عَلَى مُلْكِ سُلِيمَانِ Allah says people followed. اَتَّبَعُوا مَتَبْ They followed whatever the shayateen or the satans recited over them under the kingdom of Suleiman. وَمَا كَفَرَ سُلِيمَانِ And Suleiman did not reject it or did go for it. وَلَاكِنَّ الشَّيَاتِينَ كَفَرُوا But the shayateens did kufur or rejected. يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسَ السِّرْ They taught people magic. Who? The shayateen. The satans. The satan, the shayateen taught man magic. This much ayah tells you that the kufur or the rejections, the Suleiman did not do reject or he did kufur. But the shayateens rejected and they taught man the magic. What is the magic? I read further. I explain to you first, then I read further. What is the magic? Magic is something which is not true, which is not true and it appears to be true. If I show you something physically, which is not, I know how I'm doing, I some trick, and it appears to you what you see, but it's not true. You have seen on, on television. Similarly, in psychology, people show you something which is not true, it appears to be magic. Yeah, in this ayah. So shayatis are reciting, you know we recite the Quran, so shayatis are reciting and people follow what they recited and they taught magic. People thought it was ayahs or maybe understanding of ayahs. What they were reciting was in the kingdom of Suleiman, Suleiman has this kingdom and it's all the ayahs. So these people were following the shaitan, the shayatis, and they thought they're following message. So this is what the ayat is telling you, they're teaching magic. Because you are hypnotized, you, and in magic you think it's right. It appears to be true, which is not true. That is magic. So whenever the ayats are being recited, so people say it is magic. Because they have been hearing falsehood so much, they thought that was truth. So now when ayats came forward, they thought it is, it is false. This is magic. It's very difficult. Anyway, further your question here comes. وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَى الْمَلَكَيْنِ بِبَابِيلَ حَارُوتَ وَمَارُوتَ And whatever is revealed on the angels in the بِبَابِيلَ حَارُوتَ وَمَارُوتَ are the names. So whatever Allah revealed, whatever the revelation came on the angels, حَارُوتَ and مَامُوتَ with the بَابِيلَ وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ Whatever they, both of them taught, any one of them, حَتَّى they said يَقُولَ إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ until both of them said we are under captivation فَلَا تَكْفُرُ you do not reject so the angels were not teaching magic angels were teaching what Allah revealed him and they say that both of them said that this is 
that we are under we are captivation, we are under captivation. You do not reject Fala Takfur. Fayata Alamuna Minuma Mayu Farikuna Bihi Bainal Mari Vazauji. Then both of them, from both of them, people learn what is how to be difference between men and women. The angels were not teaching this, but people learn from them. How they differ, how to differ between man and wife. How? How? How it is possible that people are learning to differentiate between man and wife? I will explain now. You remember that I, Surah 60, Tarin, there is an ayat when believing, when rejecting women comes to you, you examine them, and once they become believers, they migrate you, you they become believers, do not let them go to the rejectors. You, and take examination, there is an ayat in the Quran. So that means, suppose somebody's wife comes here. Her husband doesn't come here. I educate. She migrates in the belief. So that means the husband is not migrating. So the difference is, is being created between husband and wife. He's a rejecter, he's a believer, she's trying to become a believer. You follow what I'm saying? So angels were teaching they were learning how to make difference between husband and wife. So how the husband and wife differences the couple, if the one party comes here and take education from the Quranic education, the husband or the wife will have the knowledge, the other party will not have the knowledge. And especially with the woman is more dangerous because if she migrates, Allah said, do not send her back to the rejecter. So it, you are creating a divorce also. You follow what I'm saying? So Allah is excuse. Uh, uh, here these from the angels, both of them were learning how to differentiate between husband and wife. So I'm telling you how it becomes a difference between husband and wife. If if wherever the Quranic under the kingdom of Suleiman, where the angels were there, or wherever you get the message of the Quran, both parties in our center, this is a we have made a rules and regulations that both husband and wife should come together. Sometime maybe because of Certain circumstances they did not, but generally they should come. So both parties should get educated. So there is no difference created. This is what the ayat is saying. Both of them, both of them should take uh, with this. Okay. Thank you very much.